on set. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk. You are now listening to Unspoken Word. Episode 160, a sign of encouragement that all your hard work and dedication will be fully rewarded. Hey! Hey! Ran out of diaphragm. I know. <laughs> Ran out of diaphragm. <laughs> I saw you just smile there. I know. Because, yeah, you're losing your breath. I don't even know what you said. I was waiting for JC to change. I don't even this. know what I said. <laughs> and I said it. <laughs> Sorry, we recorded that one. That was good thing. Yeah, always record. Always record. Record everything. Always recording. All right. Over here to my left, all the way from L. Jesus, number 83 in the place to be. He ain't even trying to preach. It's the pod Gotti Randy B. Say show Mahalo. Mahalo, mahalo, mahalo. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. And over here to my right, all the way from Babu Nino, 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 he is your favorite Indian, your ace on one shooter, JC McGavin. Say shoulder. It's good to be me. Ah, uh, yes, it is. Your golfing game is on point. I know. Oh, oh, oh. And that, bro, who? <laughs> hey, and across the way from me tonight, special guest back in the house, co-host, Mr. Headman Dancer, Mr. Alumni of MSUB and LBHC. He is George Reed, say, Shoda. Shoda. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> 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 he blushed after that. <laughs> It's good though. It's good to step out of your comfort zone. Yeah, it's only we can see it. So right, it's all good. Everybody out there, they believed you. <laughs> we didn't believe you, but they did. <laughs> hey, and you know me, Mo hugs not drugs, all the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. Hey. Uh, hey. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, 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 yes, yes. yes. I feel like oh, a hero. Feel, feel like, like a hero. hero. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why'd you play that? I just killed my whole hero mood. <laughs> hero, hero. It's ultimate hero music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how's it going? How's your guys' day going? Long. Long. Yeah? Yeah. The- so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just sounded like you're going to go into a song. An old spiritual or something. Oh, yeah. Long mm-hmm. way down on from the river. Home. Down on the river. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get my uh, gospel voice in there. Yeah. Oh, oh. Down by the river. <laughs> along the. He's got to join us on that. Oh, this song. circle won't be broken. Sound like <laughs> by and by, Lord, by and by. You sound like that. Uh, did you ever watch Billy Jack? <laughs> Start clapping. Uh, oh yeah, the, 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 when they were singing that song, yeah. and all those those white those white people and their hippies or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, uh, my old grandma was a princess, <laughs> and my grandpa <laughs> was a chief." <laughs> <laughs> I like, your, I, I like your dancing better though. Yeah, 
The dance you're just now done. Oh, that one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, happy dance. Oh, okay. All right. Good, I'm feeling good. it, bro. You got to feel that yeah, spirit. Yeah, come on. <laughs> My hey. old grandma hey. was a princess. Hey. hey. <laughs> that, that old time Pentecostal <laughs> spirit. <laughs> Dancing in the spirit All over I here. needed was a couple of rattlers, huh? My, my, my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Couple of rattlesnakes Ooh. or uh, tambourines. Oh, I'll take tambourines. Why'd you get rattlesnakes? Have you ever see those dudes in the church and they're dancing and singing and they got they're holding snakes and stuff? Uh, yeah, you ever seen that back in the day? Uh, you never seen that? That was on like a Dateline twenty. Yeah, Twenty, like, all that. It's like a, a sign of their faith. Ooh, yeah, because remember, because like, you know the Bible verse that says you can handle serpents or something, and they won't, they won't bite you. Won't bite you. Yeah, no, I never saw that. Yeah, yeah they take out. like they take the venom and like put them in those mason jars, and they would drink the venom too. Scary. Fun fact: the lead pastor died from getting snake bit. So his faith really? wasn't that high, huh? I don't know about my my. my, my. I mean, his, uh, his his heart probably I'm wasn't kidding, good. Kidding, <laughs> kidding. Had a bad ticker. <laughs> <laughs> Something about that venom. Yeah. Something about that venom. I don't know what that has to do with it, but yeah, he did not make it. Unfortunate. I was always wondering about that. That always scared me when I was a kid and it came on the TV. I was like, ah. Because like, we were always in church. I was always waiting when I went to church, like waiting for him to bust out yeah, the rattlesnakes. Right, right. so <laughs> like, Where's the snakes it's at? Today to day. I saw the tambourines whenever the rattlesnakes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, bet, I bet you if you YouTube that or, you know, search on YouTube, you'll yeah. find some videos. Yeah. It was there's, real. There's a Pentecostal rattlesnake. snake. Is that, what, is that what it is? Right, oh, I, don't know. Oh, oh. I was going to say there's a, there's a, there is a name for it, but. Um, I, I know the I, one verse that says to be as gentle, gentle as a dove, but as wise as a serpent. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds more like an auntie. <laughs> That's the only one I know. Dealing with serpents. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, well, well. Wonders Hmm. never cease. What say you? You ever want to handle some snakes to prove your faith? Oh, man. I don't know. Um, Just from my in-laws saying that snakes is a a form of bad luck because they're from a Navajo tribe. Oh, yeah. And, like, I went, quick story, I wanted to go to reptile a convention at the Metro, and um, um, they didn't want my son to come with me just to go check out all the, the lizards and snakes, tarantulas and whatnot. And yeah. here I just I just ended up taking him. <laughs> <laughs> just smudged off? So yeah. it was frowned upon. Yeah, huh. yeah. Amazing. And then, like, um, the Navajo culture, they can't look at, like, eclipse and stuff like that because it's a sign of, yeah. Huh. Sign of yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no, so, you ever see that meme where they, uh, like that whole Navajo bus was, they had their whole thing covered, like the seats? Yeah. They put their coats on top. Oh, really? Yeah, during the eclipse. During the eclipse, huh? Uh, Interesting. I never Interesting. knew that, though. Yeah, that's, I have to look into that. So I didn't even know, like, so it's all like reptilians are bad luck? Yeah. For yeah. real? <laughs> reptilians. That sounds kind of... <laughs> Or reptiles. Scally. <laughs> <laughs> kind of kind of Illuminati. Yeah. I was, I was trying to think of a good word for it, but yeah, it sounds really conspiracy theory. Yeah. Uh, oh, reptiles, yeah. bad luck, huh? Yeah, I didn't even know that. And there's a backstory to like the moon and like the that's why they they can't look at the eclipse too, because there's a whole they have their roles and stuff, kinda how like yeah. how, how our crow culture have their yeah. roles and whatnot. Like mm-hmm. how 
like we're not supposed to talk to our mother-in-laws. We have teasing aunts and uncles and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not no, only I understand that, that. you look at an eclipse, that's a good way to ruin your eyes. True, 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 true. I never saw it like that. Double entendre. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Double entendre. You stare at a moon, you'll yeah, ruin your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Um, I wonder I need glasses. Speaking of interesting facts. Interesting facts. Okay, I'm going to throw it over here to your favorite Indian, and he's got some, is it interesting facts or weird facts? Um, I think they're, the ones that I had before, oh, man, these ads keep popping up. Always trying to sell you something. Oh, it says 300 WTF facts that will make you question everything. All right, let's go. Okay, from 1 to 300 going, uh, starting now. Um, If I can get to the beginning of it, there's too many ads in these things. Oh, okay. Let's see. There are more than 300 dead bodies on Mount Everest. That are still there. That are still there. Wow. Can you smell them? <laughs> I don't know. Probably, oh, they're probably got frozen. frozen. Yeah, I know. You don't fr- you don't smell frozen meat. <laughs> so I wonder if they're like all f- <laughs> I meant frostbit. <laughs> that didn't come out right. <laughs> I meant to say I wonder if their eyes are open. Uh some have even died while attempting to retrieve another dead body. Ooh. Oh man. Man, I, like do they get frostbit? I imagine you just or is that more of like a freezer type of deal? No, no. I, 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 I'd imagine some parts of it, but I think you probably get so cold so fast that you kind of skip over that part. The frostbit part? Yeah, because you know, like if you can freeze a meat, <laughs> <laughs> you can freeze a meat, right? Yeah, and it doesn't always get frostbit because it, 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 it um, goes. I mean, it goes too quick. It freezes too quickly. So I thought like frostbit was like, our, I wonder if they get freezer burn, bro. That's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> when not frostbit, freezer burn. That's what I mean, freezer burn. Yeah, okay, you're right. That's, that's what, what I, I mean. Was, that's what I was thinking of when I yeah. was. But we were going with frostbit the whole time. We all I was colored on this side. Frostbit. <laughs> frostbite is like you know, like on your hands when it oh, turns yeah, black yeah, yeah. and shit. No, that was yeah, freezer burn. That's what yeah, I was thinking. Freezer burn. <laughs> like they're out yeah. there. Like those three hundred people out there, been out there for a hundred years. Are they like extremely? But again, freezer like, burn. Yeah, how like, old's the oldest one? It doesn't say how old the oldest one is. Man, but, I don't want to climb up that mountain. Hmm. No. Uh, they use taking they, that they, off my bucket list. They serve as markers for other hikers. <laughs> really? Yeah. Dang. So you're walking up and you're like, oh, we're almost frozen, Joe. <laughs> like the first marker. He's like, you make it there. No. <laughs> you it's real. It's real. This, this got. This just got real. Oh, no, you make yeah. it to old Joe. You're, you're you get doing to good. Joe. <laughs> you get to Joe. You take <laughs> a left to Karen. <laughs> his left eyes open. <laughs> you know it's Joe because one of his eyes is frozen shut. <laughs> a little bit of freezer burn on his right cheek. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to Karen. The ground's kind of shifty, so y'all I don't got to watch out right there. That's how they got Karen. That's how Karen knew she fell right there. Oh, oh, dumb. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, dogs like squeaking toys because it sounds like they're prey. Oh, yeah. yeah. I knew that one. Um, 
Actually, my daughter just told me that one. Squeaky toys almost sound like small price screaming for their life. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is why they, this, which is why squeaky toys stimulate them. Mm. Yeah, I know uh, my little Shih Tzu, he loses his mind when he throws out his squeaky toys. He doesn't need lost losing mind anyway. Oh, yeah, true that. But he loses it even more. Like, he so, like, freaks out, goes, man. He, yeah, because I've seen him go batshit a couple of times over. What are <laughs> you doing? Are small dogs more vocal? Uh, I don't know. I know chihuahuas are more vocal. Yeah. Wow. Seems like it's the small ones that always talk shit the most. That's huh? what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, it's usually the small ones that are always. Yeah, just like humans. Yeah. Uh, Napoleon syndrome. Well, there's. Okay, so my neighbor, this little lady, she's got two dogs, and one of them is a. I think it's supposed to be a, a chihuahua, but it looks like a wood tick. What? Oh, oh is mean, it all fat? Yeah, it's got a little tiny head and his body like that <laughs> and his little tiny legs. Oh, and one, that little one. ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see if he rolls. Kick him. No, okay, so check this out. One day I was trying to get into my spot like that. Yeah. And I came over here trying to act tough. Yeah. And so I went like that. You know, I, I, um, flinched at yeah, him? Yeah, flinched at him. And then he tried to was run towards me, tried to stop and change direction, but he couldn't handle his weight. So he, <laughs> he rolled over, and he couldn't get back up. With the yelping? But he rolled down some stairs. <laughs> but yeah, that, that woman, I mean, yeah, she's going to kill that dog. It doesn't. Yeah. It, it's. I think it's supposed to be a chihuahua. She's mean to you. But he's a big old <laughs> fat chubby yeah, thing. It looks, like, it's, it looks like a little, like a balloon. Dang. That's crazy. Little tiny legs. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. Short legs. Mm-hmm. If the sun exploded, you wouldn't know until eight minutes later. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because light from the sun reaches the earth at eight minutes and 18 seconds. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, oh. Come on. No comment. Okay. <laughs> no comment. All right. Ferrets will die after a year of no sex sex. What? what? Oh, what? Ferrets? I had to read that Ferrets. twice. Ferrets will die after a year of no sex. Do they multiply? Wow. <laughs> Not if they're dying. <laughs> Not a, how can you multiply if you ain't getting them and then you fall over? They just die. <laughs> they just die. From like a broken heart? Uh, From being lonely? Female What's ferret. going on? <laughs> right. oh, it starts out no nut. When's the last time you've seen a ferret? It says no nut November who? Ooh. <laughs> That's what it said. I'm just reading the thing. No, I believe you. <laughs> Female ferrets mature sexually at four to six months of age. When they go into heat, they stay that way until they breed. However, prolonged estrogen increase may lead to a plastic anemia, which can lead to death. Bang. So whatever. So they're like born ready to go. Well, maybe after about four to six months. So I guess in ferret years, that's a while. Yes, maybe. But, yeah, if you're fighting for your life every day. Well, you, if you go into <laughs> heat and you stay that way until <laughs> you know, you man, inspire. Huh? I guess that would be hard on anybody. Yeah, we need to release some more male ferrets to help huh. these female ferrets out. Help the female ferret. Save the female ferret. Yeah. Start a protest. Start a campaign. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, here's one you'll you'll you swallow about 365 cups of mucus in a year. That makes over 22 gallons. Sounds about right. Sounds about. 
Uh, unless you're, I ain't got a sneeze real Unless bad. you're a spitter. No. No. Yeah, unless you're dipping, you're spitting all the time, I suppose. Unless you are a spitter. Ah, oh, too late for that. It's not even funny anymore. 22 <laughs> gallons? 22 gallons of mucus. But I guess it's not bad because, you know, most of it's yours. But I mean, like, yeah, anything you eat or drink, it's like... Um, <laughs> like yeah. soda and it makes your spit all thick and shit. It's a lot of bad yeah, breath. Yeah, I mean... Oh, I don't know. Dude, yeah. That's a lot of bad breath. Is that, is it swallow 22 gallons of bad breath a year. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Huh. Mm. I like that. Let's, that would, next time I'm going to read it that way. All right. Yeah. Okay. You sweat an average of 26 gallons on your bed per year. What? Really? But not the female parrot. No. No. Uh, this means that an average person sweats one cup of perspiration on his bed per day. Really? A cup. A cup. What if you sleep with the fan on? Yeah, like, what if you keep it really cold? <laughs> what if the window's open? Well, then the next time, <laughs> the next time you make up for it and you sweat two cups. <laughs> nah, I don't know. That's crazy. Are I, you a... I, are, keep it cold. Are you I keep a, it cold. Are you a bed sweater? No, <laughs> not even... Because you don't, you don't, you don't like it hot anyway, though, right? Nah, man. You probably sleep in like the window open, thirty below out, fan on, AC on. Okay, I'm so like, I, ah, time to go to bed. I, I'd say it has to be cool, but if it's too cold, then yeah, I don't like that either. Yeah, and but I, they say that. Oh, good comforter for a little razzle dazzle, <laughs> just for looks. Comforter to make it look like across your ankle. Across your ankle. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just, uh, I keep them ankles warm. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> well, don't want to catch a cold now. Huh? No. Where to cover my ankle? No. Um, they say like a lot of sleep paralysis happens because you're cold. That's like a big factor in like sleep paralysis and nightmares. Is when you get too cold while you're sleeping. Really? Yeah. So you're, I think it's like your body goes into some kind of fight or flight deal. Frozen. Uh, I while you're asleep. I thought it was just like a transition in your brain. I don't know. But like I did remember reading something like like if you like cold rooms, like then you're more apt to have nightmares and sleep paralysis. Oh. Okay, now What's you up know. with all the cold talk tonight. I don't know. <laughs> We're talking about Mount Everest freaking <laughs> Winter's almost here. This is the winter themed uh, fun okay, facts okay, or whatever. Okay. Wait, do you guys like cold pillows? Like, remember when you oh, yeah. flip your yeah. pillow and it's nice and cool? Yeah. I went to Mattress King and bought a specific pillow that stays cool, like one of those gel ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they work? Yeah. It's pretty good. Comfy? Yeah. yeah. Still nice. got it. It's been like three years. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have to flip it. Mm-mm. Oh, oh man. Right? I have to, Both mm. sides of the pillow are cool. Mm-mm, just one. So there's no flipping of the pillow. <laughs> so one side stays cool all the time. Yeah, isn't that You have crazy? to like put it in the freezer during the day? Something? Mm. No? Okay. It's weird. I took off the cover and, of course, washed the pillowcase. But there's a cover you take off and then I was, the whole thing's kind of like different material. But it's real soft. But it yeah. it's like the cool edition, I guess. And that's, huh. I took it up, stepped it up a notch. Not only the AC or the rotating fan. That yeah, yeah. It's been has a lot of miles on it. It's yeah, probably yeah. on right now too. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Did you ever wake up with freezer burn on your cheeks <laughs> <laughs> or your heels? 
Okay. All right, moving right along. A cloud can weigh more than a million pounds. Wow. It's yeah. not a cloud. It's a big cloud. Wonder like how much mileage that covers. Our cloud miles. Cold? I mean, what do you mean? Like a cloud? Oh, a, a million pound cloud? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Doesn't say how the average. That's all it says is average. Like, how can you? Who? What? Like, yeah. What is the average? That's what I want to know. How do you figure that out? Like, okay, that one's not average. That one's above average. That one's average. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. There is not enough information. No. Has to be some kind of calculation. Shadows are darker on the moon. Hmm. Probably it's so dark up there. I don't know. Well, uh, shadows aren't too dark on Earth because of the sunlight in the atmosphere. However, this isn't the case with the moon. The moon has no atmosphere and thus no place for sunlight to travel. It's so dark on the moon that Neil Armstrong said he couldn't see where he was going. I lost you guys. Yeah. Because the moon landings were fake. So I got nothing to say. I knew we'd get there. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought it would be the I'm other one. Gonna respond. I thought it would be the other one. I wasn't going to say anything, but you brought, I just had to bring it up just again. I had to keep pushing me. Pushing my buttons. So just making a statement. Hey, here's one that goes back to uh, human meat is rich in protein. <clears throat> Does it say why? Uh, no, it doesn't say why, but early cannibalism was not really practiced because of diet or starvation. Historical instances of human meat consumption were main, mainly symbolic or religious gestures. Hmm. That's cannibalism. I wonder if there's like an actual like subculture within the United States that practices cannibalism. I'm sure they got all kinds here. I know. They got like vegans and keto diet and low carb and high protein. Maybe those are the ones. Yeah, the cannies. The can- yeah, the cannies. Scary. The cannies? Mm. Okay. How, would, how would they get their meat? How would they get their meat? Um, Like, wait for one of them <laughs> to die? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, if we were stranded on Mount Everest and I died, you could eat me. I wonder if there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> I would... I would I would be okay with that as long as you made it. Probably I'll freeze a burn. <laughs> I'll twist it up like you've been up there for years. It's like jerky. <laughs> Frozen jerky? Like, this guy just died. Okay? <laughs> this guy just died. Oh, <laughs> I should at least still be soft. Pretty tasty. <laughs> <laughs> He's all salty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, let's do a couple more and jump into this article. All right, all right, all right. Um, okay, blood donors in Sweden get texts when their blood is used. Huh. Wonder why. Um, to I think it says, okay, to promote blood donation, the Swedish government implemented a text service for donors in 2015. 
The people who donate would initially receive a thank you text after giving their blood. However, they would also get another message when their blood is transfused into someone else. So you get two, one when you give and then one when you actually, they actually use it. I don't think I'd, I mean, I don't know. Like if I gave blood, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Just do what you want. And I'd be, well, I don't do what you want with it, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of like um, feeds the ego. What, giving blood? No, I mean getting that text. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, my blood's being used right now. You're at a dinner party, you see? See? <laughs> see this lady right there? He's full of my blood. Oh, did I mention I donate blood? See, I got texts. They're using it right now. All these text messages donated blood. <laughs> I just okay. saved like three people's lives tonight. Okay. Last one. Okay. Before bloopers was coined, there were boners. <laughs> I couldn't pass this up. <laughs> Does it? Commonly shown at okay. the end credits of any show or film, bloopers. <clears throat> Bloopers are the outtakes of scenes with errors or funny mistakes. However, it didn't always have such a tame name. In the 1950s, people referred to outtakes as boners. Hmm. Because it was like a bonehead move or something? That's exactly what it said. Boneheaded mistakes. Oh. Yeah, how inappropriate today. Why? (laughs) No, today is like terminology and slang. Inappropriate. Oh. What? It's still like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like that. That remember that episode, and I kept talking about those dryer balls. Yeah, and you say, "How many times are you gonna say balls?" Yeah, yeah. you made it weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a word. Like, okay, oh, what a boner! Like a bonehead mistake, right? Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. Okay, okay yeah, so, yeah. So, like, I don't know why they would change it, but. Mm. Well, I think we should bring that one back, too. I think it's just like how society uses it, turns like, it into a slang, then it becomes inappropriate. Like squirt. Like, I yeah. was trying to bring that one back. Like, even like moron and dork, those were like clinical terms, like in the 30s, 40s, but then society got a hold of it and then used it derogatory and they had to come up with new terms. So what was a moron then? Like the um, <clears throat> Like a retarded person. Like, we can't say retarded now. Oh, so those those were the terminologies back then, but society got a hold of it and used, used it in a real derog- negative way, negative yeah. way, derogatory way. So then they switched it to like retard, and society got a hold of that. And then now I don't even know what they what they say now. Thanks, society. You can't even challenged? say boner anymore. I don't even think you can say that now. Oh, really? Yeah. So like, this episode's going to get flagged all kinds of ways. I know, man. We're going to get all kinds of emails. Yeah. Because we can't say boner anymore. <laughs> and retard. And, and squirt. And but we do have volunteer opportunities. Moron. We do. Yep. <laughs> Go to our website right now. We got some volunteer opportunities. Just click on Take Action. Sign up today. <laughs> I'll let that go. I'll go. But anyway, so uh, we'll, we'll stop there. Can, uh... Yeah, that's a lot of facts. Are those facts? Those were facts. Yeah. So remember, 
You get to Karen, take a right. You get to Philip, you've gone too far. <laughs> U-turn. 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 Turn back. Yeah, yeah. No, Flip. that's his name. U-turn. <laughs> that was Go his back. name on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> little bit of freezer burn. <laughs> yeah, he got a little bit of freezer burn. But he's all right. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Missing one of his ears, but he's pretty cool. He's a great guy. <laughs> no, they don't got no animals up there on mm. Mount Everest. There's just, nothing up there. It's too high. Just like yeti. no polar bears or oh, nothing. Yeti. So you, okay. So yeti. You, yeah. That's that's higher <laughs> than a uh, distant cousin. Yeti. Yeti. That I think that elevation is higher than uh, an airplane flies. Dog, like even birds or nothing up there. Nothing. Nothing. You can't. There's no oxygen. I mean, you you could. Make it for a little while, but after you get too high, you're too elevated up there, your lungs start turning into liquid. Yeah. Well, yeah, speaking Why of have... getting high, that's a great transition yeah, to our transition. Transition. I know. You see what I did there? I like it. I like it. So, master of transition. DJ, if you're ready, why don't you hit me with that beat? Yo, let's get into our topic. Yo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right, all right. We're here in Unspoken Words. We are Unspoken Words, episode 160. Um, <clears throat> today we're going to look at an article from Psychology Today, uh, psychologytoday.com. Uh, the name of the article is called What You Need to Know About Marijuana and Mental Health. The author of this is Brian H. Johns, MD. Uh, it was released August 17th, 2023. Um, and we're going to go to different parts of this article. We're not going to read everything. So if you want to check out the article, you can find it on psychologytoday.com. <clears throat> um, I want to start, uh, I'm going to skip down to one of the first headings. It says how marijuana affects mental health. And again, this, you know, I'll read it. Then we'll go around the horn. Pod Gotti, alumni, favorite Indian. You guys give me some initial reactions, feedback on that. And we'll move on to the next heading. So <clears throat> marijuana often helps people relax and relieve stress. So it must be good for people with anxiety, right? Unfortunately, the answer is no. While it is true that the drug can induce an immediate reduction in anxiety once the immediate effect wears off, people typically experience an increase in anxiety. In fact, regular marijuana use may slow, slowly ramp up Anxiety between each use. Now stop. Pause there, just to get some feedback. Because <clears throat> I'll start off, and then we'll go. Whoever wants to jump in. For me, I didn't like weed. I didn't like the effect of it, but just because of this, the anxiety. Like I never. I think the very first time I smoked, I enjoyed it because I just had it a little tiny bit, like maybe like one hit. Or a couple of drags off of a $5 pinner. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but after that, uh, I think for like the next 10 years or so, I smoked it a handful of times. And I did not like it. It just made like me paranoid to the max where I would just go and sit somewhere for like three, four hours waiting to for the high to go away because I hated it. Dang. 
So I never liked it because of this anxiety. It was like never for me. So I was just like, that's been my experience. And I was like, man, I'll just stick to my OE. Stick to my OE. So you'd be sitting there with, yeah, the OE instead of the joint. Yeah. And I, I mean, I used to kick it with potheads and stuff back in the day. Like they, we be playing. I play. I kicked it with them because they like to play video games. Yeah, and I like to play video games. But I'd be sitting there with my toe weed. Yeah, I'd be sitting there with my toe cans and Mickey's, and they'd be smoking up, and I'd just be playing games with them. Yeah, no, I don't know. Growing up, like marijuana was kind of, I, I hate to say, but like normal. Um, but I never really got anxious on it till later on in life. You know, hmm. um, quit for a while, and then yeah, once I. I think 2010, I'm trying it like, <clears throat> yeah, I never did get anxious though. Really? Kind of more like, yeah, like, kind of more like a, for me, like I enjoy marijuana so much that it would just kind of make me chill. Everything because I'm, angry. yeah, because not, not, I really like, but like more like I'm kind of like a high strung individual. Oh yeah. But like oh, it know. made me like, <laughs> but it like made me like not that. trip out. You know what I mean? Does yeah, that make okay. sense? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Like it take the edge off. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Did it make you more handsome? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no matter what I wore, handsome was still there. <laughs> no, but it was kind of I don't know. Like, yeah, marijuana was just always there, though. Yeah. <clears throat> that's that's exactly how I was too. Like, I remember when I was younger, um, especially when I went to boarding school because it's really hard to get away with uh, drinking over there. Oh yeah, and so. Phew, just get high all the time smoke weed and then um it didn't bother me like uh, it was something i look forward to you know i i, yeah. I liked it like I, if for all intents and purposes i was a pothead mm. um but then like randy said man later on i think it was when i really started drinking more heavily and then started using like other drugs too yeah and then that's when it started making made me kind of flighty at first and then pretty soon i would like like you said get paranoid and panicky and yeah like real super duper anxious and mm-hmm. so i kind of associated that feeling with, with with weed but i don't i don't think that's what it was because like i i can't i couldn't mix it with other things like alcohol and you know other drugs oh yeah because yeah. it like whatever drug that i mixed it with it would like compound that to a thousand yeah bro. so like if i was drinking and i smoked weed man i would just get Tore up, oh, yeah, yeah, rock yeah. out, yeah, right yeah, yeah. I've done that a couple of times, yeah. And then you know, obviously the same effect with other things too. But yeah, like at first it didn't really bother me. Like I mean, I I, I enjoyed it, like I, I I liked it. But then later on, it's like I then I kind of went back to it after I you know like if I stopped drinking and stopped doing other things, and I could you know. But I'd have to build like build that that tolerance to that tolerance. feeling up. Right, like I couldn't just go get all smoked out first session, and then because then I, you know, I can't breathe. The sky is falling. I can't hear my heart never, beating. One yeah, of my, that never happened to me. One of, my, one of my hands is bigger than the other. <laughs> yeah. Check this out. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> yeah, get away from me. <laughs> but what I really like, yeah, that never happened. Like I've never had like tripped out episodes before. Hmm. Um, but. What I really hated was like smoking weed and being high on meth. Oh yeah, man! Because yeah, I get like stuck on stupid. No, you know, like, uh. and I just get really sketched out, dude. Like, just what, what, huh? What, what, what? You know, just like scared. <laughs> yeah, like, like, just, yeah, no, no. Like, I've, I've ran out. into people like that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, just freaking out over every. 
Like you like go like this to scratch your nose, and I like. I was on. I was on top of that one. Yeah, yeah. I just get really bad cotton mouth. Like, uh, <laughs> like bad. <laughs> I'm like, not kidding. Like, like me, myself, and Irene. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Like that level, bro. Like <laughs> especially like about Zion dope. You know, yeah. I smoke some weed, bro. Man, I hated that. Yeah. Like, yeah, because I just get stuck on stupid. About <laughs> you, George. Anxiety, <laughs> marijuana. And her name is Mary Jane. <laughs> She's my main thing. <laughs> no, I loved marijuana. I smoked it all through high school. I sold it. I had there was the stoners, the the jocks, the nerds, the everything. I was at Harden, so I was a public school. So this is before like it came, it before it blew up. Before there was dispensaries. Before it was recreational. So oh, you yeah. had to go find a plug, right? Yeah. And so I, I knew a few plugs in Harden, and they would give me it. And right at lunch, I'd already be hitting the plug and be like, can I get a 50 bag, 25 bags, whatever money I would have. And I would spend my lunch money, what was given to me, all on weed. That's how addicted I got. And when I look back on it, I was addicted because I would wake and bake, as they call it, wake yeah, up yeah. and smoke, lunch smoke, after school smoke, before basketball games smoke, before and after practice, basketball smoke practice. Smoke before you smoke. smoke. Yep. Yeah, and that's how it is, though. Yeah. Smoke before you pray. Yep. <laughs> and that, pray and before the, you smoke. Pray before you smoke. <laughs> Vice versa. And the weird part was how you guys had the effects of anxiety that didn't kick in until later, like in the mid my mid twenties. It was weird mm. because in high school, I think there's a huge difference where I didn't have no kids, I didn't didn't have a job. It was just school, sports, weed. And it didn't really matter. I didn't have, I loved it. I liked, it made it, the food taste better. It makes sex more better. It makes comedy shows more funny. And that's some people's excuses too. I know yeah, yeah, people yeah. have different reasons and it could mm-hmm. be in health way, but I know people have their, they could argue on and on about marijuana. But back then I loved it. I smoked it and it just kind of, it slowly, I could tell because I would think I was, I was hiding it, would throw the visine on, go to class, you know, but yeah. I, I reeked of it, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And a lot of people would do that too. And it was it was crazy because like towards the end when I was um like mid twenties, that's when I started like getting anxiety, like I couldn't really like be around people and I was always like ang- social anxiety and I was so yeah. paranoid and I was like, What the heck, why am I is it because I'm older now or because I have family, kids, and this is just, like, no more. This is not fun anymore. Like, I can't yeah, yeah. enjoy being high. And nowadays, they got, like, a whole different animal, like, the potency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they got the dabs and they got the pens. And <clears throat> towards the end of my smoking and into an adulthood, I was smoking those cartridge pens. And those suckers are, like, 50 bucks a cartridge. Yeah. And they're just completely, like... What is it called? Like the it's the like THC. Yeah, it's just really concentrated. Concentrated, yeah. yeah. And one or two hits would just get me so messed up, and I didn't like it because I was really had anxiety. So I put it away, and yeah, I tell a lot of people this when I I had to quit weed many a times for jobs yeah. for different reasons, and towards that last time I quit smoking was. Um, I didn't like how I felt anymore. I couldn't enjoy it. And mm. I noticed the first two weeks are the hardest for me because I can't sleep. I sweat. I flop like a fish in bed. It messes mm. up with my sleeping. I'm short-fused. I'm pissed off. And yeah. every, I hate the whole world. 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and then so I noticed those two weeks, it's the withdrawals. That's basically what, what it was. But after those two weeks, then I start to feel better, and I'm like, I already look – I don't even look forward to that withdrawal. I'm like, all right, these next two weeks are going to be hell because I'm sweating in my bed, and I'm just, like, pissed like because, yeah. like, my brain chemicals are off and every, imbalanced. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so – I honestly could say I loved weed, and when you mix it with alcohol, back then in high school, that's called getting twisted. Yeah, yeah. When you get twisted, you're going to throw up, get fucked up, or you're going to end up just being blank mode, and when they mix that, oh, this guy's getting twisted. And then back then, there was people that were selling edibles. There was someone that was getting sold the ingredients to make, like, chocolate chip cookies, and yeah. the potency are crazy for those, too, because just one cookie would mess you up, and you could kind of taste the weed in the cookie, but it was weird because you could taste the chocolate chips, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's that was my viewpoint, and now, like, it's just crazy nowadays, like, how it's, like, at every corner store and then it's just sold recreation now and then there's a weed shop in Hardin now so people could just go in there like they go and buy alcohol when you just have to have, be over 21 right something like that i just saw someone uh blackies like 18 is it yeah it's 18 what? yeah dang oh i wanted to backtrack on what you said because i've i mean like me and my experience with with weed and smoking it and stuff, like, I couldn't play basketball. Like, I wouldn't be able to, like, but you were able to, right? You just said you played, you smoked and you went and played, like, back in the day when you were in high school. Yeah, and it was horrible, too, because sometimes I'd, I would play good and not play good. It was just, like, you never know because oh, yeah. it was weird. It was determined, and the only way to be in, like, that social gathering was if you smoked. And if you don't smoke, you can't hang with us, right? And yeah. and it was, like, basketball, and, like, it was stupid, honestly, because why are you going to smoke if you're going to play, like, this competitive game, right? Yeah, yeah. So you would go play, like, before the actual game, like, go smoke? Yeah, we would take the back roads and harden to be like four of us, five of us, and we just smoke ourselves stupid. And then we would wait till the varsity game because back then it was freshman, JV, and then varsity. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays it's like different times and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I, it was weird doing that. But then, but when freshman and JV played, we would go and drive out in the back roads and harden and just smoke, and then come back and try to play it off and put visine in and put clone on. It was smell like weed, weed and cologne. Yeah. <laughs> Cologne weed, weed but cologne. That's, that's kind of how it was in Lodgegrass, too, though. Like, you smoked at the courts. Yeah. Like, everybody smoked, though. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah like, same same way with uh, Chamawa, because, like, the dorms would be over here, and then maybe a couple hundred yards away was the school, and in between there's, like, kind of little grassy knolls, little, um, like, uh, sidewalk paths and stuff. And then yeah. there's this one, that it, they called it the quad, but it kind of went down, like, these stairs. Mm-hmm. There's little picnic table things like cut out, yeah, and everybody, and you know what everybody was doing, yeah. like in the just like he said, as soon as you wake up in the morning on the way to school, I mean, you might go eat. But what yeah. was lunch back then? Like forty minutes? I don't even remember. I don't know. Like less than an hour, so you go session, and then go back to school, and act like you don't smell like weed, and it was crazy. And your fingers though. are black. It was crazy <laughs> though because my <laughs> lips are black. Because on, <laughs> on that campus, it seemed like they designed it so you had places to go where you can just go chill. And like 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 I said, these little bench areas, and they were surrounded by trees. Yeah. Huh. Right? And so you can go in, and they would just, we'd all go sit in there. Yeah. Huh. Get high and right out in the open, like some, you know, one of the 
teachers or the you know any any adult could have walked by and they, you know they'd smell a couple of times that happened to us yeah and we would just man like cockroaches disperse disperse yeah. all right man well, let's keep moving along on this article <clears throat> the second paragraph from that top heading uh marijuana is a depressant and is known to worsen depression and advance at advanced brain and body Oh, brain. At advanced <laughs> brain and body clinic, we have seen depression decrease and motivation increase for many patients when they stop using marijuana. Marijuana also worsens many other mental health conditions such as ADHD, bipolar disorder, disorder, and any psychotic disorder, including schizophrenia. <clears throat> um, now jump right into the next one. It says, "Don't mix marijuana and stimulants." And Cameron and Gaz already kind of touched on this already, but I'll read it. Uh, using marijuana <clears throat> um, simultaneously with stimulants can be dangerous. When marijuana is used in combination with stimulants, the effects can offset each other out and lead to increased need for both drugs to have the same effect. This can become a dangerous cycle as marijuana can be mildly addictive. By taking higher doses, you may be at greater risk of developing <clears throat> an addiction. Um, and I don't know why that paragraph just reminded me, like hanging out with, um, like I said, my pothead friends, and we play video games. Like there was, there's always like some old school, like stoners around, and then <clears throat> like they would smoke, and then they just take, they go to sleep. But that was like their life. That's what they did every day. And I was like, man, like where's the fun in that? You know. What's the, what's the appeal? <clears throat> Burning out. Yeah, I don't know. And there's yeah, like speaking of burnout, there's times when I woke up and like I was hungover from weed the night before, mm. just getting really, really high, and then you crash out, and then you wake up, and you're just like, like man, you just <laughs> like rumdum, just yeah, like rumdum. Your head is still really, really fuzzy, and you mm. just like everything is like not so much like a headache. But man, you just you can tell that that's that that stuff is still lingering in there. Mm. So I always say, you know, like a weed hangover. No, oh. mm. I never felt like that. But I think like I can see how like depression is linked to it. Yeah, like because I'd be like how George is saying, like man, from sun up to sundown. Like as long as I had weed, and if I didn't have weed, I wanted to get weed. You know, mm. um, my whole life is consumed around it. Um, but yeah, and then also like you're talking about like the two week withdrawal or whatever. Like for me, I got headaches. Like bro, like I literally could not leave my mother's basement at the time. You know, like I had to lay there dark, complete dark. Really? Yeah. Migraines. Dang. And that's the worst. I remember the worst headache I ever had was when I was coming down, like we smoked weed all night, all day, all night. Yeah, I went home and I was trying to eat something, and man, that was like the—I never had a headache like that before. Uh, yeah. I thought I was gonna die. Dang. Yeah, no, weed is just something that we did, though. No, yeah. I mean that was just. Style. Yeah, it was just like <clears throat> I think. Uh, looking back, you know, for me especially, like <clears throat> I couldn't handle weed. I didn't like it. I didn't like what it did for me, which I think is kind of like a blessing in disguise because, like. Then I never wanted to try other things. I was like, I like, I like booze. I like, I like the alcohol. So that's just what I'm gonna do. I remember I kind of made up my mind, like when I was around eighteen, nineteen. It's like I can't even handle weed. I'm, I'm not even gonna try this other hard stuff. I probably wouldn't be able to handle that. So I think that was kind of like I said, blessing in disguise for me. But I mean, ultimately, alcohol almost took me out too. 
Oh, man, for me, like, I was itching to try other stuff, man. And that's just kind of crazy, though, like, because my addiction is, like, man, whatever I'm addicted to, like, I want to go all the way. Yeah. You know, like, anything, like, alcohol, meth, weed, like, pop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Pizza. Yeah, pizza, like, whatever, like, man, whatever, like, the yeah. addiction Pizzies. is, right? Like, you want to, like, do it to, to the max. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, and again, like, man, it... It wasn't like that at first, like for the longest. Then, just like he said, maybe early tw- or mid twenties, later on. And I never thought about it like how he, like how you said it. Like maybe you're just, I mean, not so much grown up, but like like your brain changes, and then you start thinking about maybe consequences or something. I don't know. Like I mean, my anxieties have anxieties, right? I worry about worrying. So there's that on top of everything. Like I don't need to be high to freak out about something stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I I never like, and it it sucks, dude. I mean, it's uh, like I've been driving, and I know a lot of that. Those panic attacks and anxieties came from um, alcohol withdrawal too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you just like throw that all into the mix, and then eventually, like you know, George was saying, like, man, I just didn't like it. I didn't like Mm -hmm. that. Where it took me, I didn't couldn't enjoy it, and so I stopped for a while. And then every once in a while, I pick it back up, or like um, if I was drinking and like you know my sister, she she likes smoking weeds and she'd be getting high. Let me have a hit, and I just take one or two, yeah, and then that was it. But and then like we you were saying um, that article was saying that they if you use stimulants, they cancel each other out. No, that was the it was the exact opposite. Yeah, I like if I was if I was Doing dope, and then I smoked weed. Man, I, my that that high feeling from the dope would just boom <laughs> skyrocket. Dang. And same thing Fly with out to the moon. I mean, I would just be like unhinged, bro. Like yeah. I, I just like ah, like holy. I I don't know how I looked. I know how I felt. But um, but yeah, it would just like it would like multiply that that. That dope feeling, that yeah. high feeling from that, and then same t- same thing with alcohol. It's crazy because uh, if I started smoking weed first, then started drinking, yeah, I'd be you know I I'd be chill, I'd be okay. I could drink all I want, you know, well not all I want, but you know, wouldn't get twisted like he said. But if I was drunk and then got high, smoked weed, Spins. then I would just like woof, I'd yeah, be just out puked. of it, just out of it. Yeah, the times. That where, you know, you're at a party and then they start smoking a bow, start sending around, start sending around a blunt or something. And you're all, you know, you're all drunk or buzzed up. Like I would, like, oh, I'll take a hit, you know, whatever. Man, I'd be like 10 minutes later, I'd be outside or in the bathroom just puking my brains out. I'm I hated that. Did you guys quit on your own or were you guys encouraged? No. I just quit. Yeah, I quit because I was on probation. What, the weed? Yeah. I never got started, man. Yeah. No. I think, I've never even bought it. I bought a pinner once. Yeah. That's no, all that's I've ever bought. <clears throat> yeah, no, I got uh, put on probation, so I quit. But now, like, I know people that are on probation who uh, the POs are like, man, I don't care if you smoke. For real? Yeah. Yep, yep. that's that's what I'm dealing with right now. It's kind of tough in them. They put me in a tough spot, too, because... Or a treatment center, and their, yeah. their PO says it's okay to smoke, but they look at their charges first. If they, that's what their excuses, and it's like if they have any type of. Charges. I heard a judge. Judge, I was yeah, I was in the court, bro, where this 
person was cruise, accused of a freaking high, high level, high, uh, highly violent crime. And the judge is like, man, I don't even care about the weed. Like, just don't do the dope. Hey, don't drink. Well, the first uh, the first time I was on probation, that didn't stop me anyway. I mean, I didn't, I didn't quit. I didn't stop anything. That's right. I was like, yeah, me neither. It just made me sneakier. But um, yeah, yeah, make you sne- man. And I used to see people like uh. Because in Chamawa, it was, like I said, you know, you're drinking, everybody's going to know it. Like, you know, the, the, um, they used to call them matrons. Those are the ones that, the adults that watch the uh, dorms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They called them matrons. And the matrons would know if you were drunk. And if you, oh, if you didn't check in, like we have a, you just have to go in there, check in, say, hi, I'm right here. Hello. If you didn't check in at that time and you came in at curfew, then they would just automatic, you know, go take a breathalyzer. Oh, okay. So whether you, they, but if they suspected you at all, they would just send you down, go take a breathalyzer, and they even had like a little holding cell jail thing that I ended up in one time. Damn, it was like it was like a, um, basically like a crow. I mean, but it was a small one, like a little small building. But anyway, yeah. But there were people there that got they got hit with UAs every once in a while. Like I remember, you know, I was telling you, like we'd be sitting there smoking, and one time we were over by the gym. And one of those matrons start. He walk. I don't know where he came from. He he must have saw us or heard us. Yeah. But he went down that particular sidewalk and around the side of that gym, and he saw us. And man, I was the I was the last one to see him. I yeah. just saw all the homies just like they just took off. Yeah. And, and I was I, 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 and of course I could have just ran, but I, I stupid me I turned around. What? <laughs> and, and he already he already got he already grabbed me, bro. He's grabbed me by the arm and. He knew who I was too. Like yeah. He he, uh, he was one of the matrons in one of my dorms at one point, but he knew me by name. He knew, you know, um, but he goes, what are you guys doing here? He goes, it smells like weed. And I was trying to play it down. Oh, really? Does it? <laughs> and man, and I had the, I had that bowl in my hand. I had that, and man, we were just now hitting. It was freaking hot and I was burning my hand. Yeah. And he said, all right, we're going to go down to uh, PBS. They called it. it was basically like the principal's office for the yeah. dorms. We were walking over there, and I just happened to be, you know, he didn't. Oh, he checked my pockets. He yeah. was trying to check my pockets, <clears throat> and because in between, you know, when we were talking to him, that thing was burning my hand, so I slid it, slipped it into my pocket. Yeah, my back pocket. Yeah, and he was trying, to, and I had these uh, Air Jordan, um, like wind pants or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was trying to like check my pockets, and then I, <clears throat> he was trying to check my back pockets. So I kind of played it off real quick. Hey, what are you doing, man? You, you know, I called him a pervert or something, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it kind of embarrassed him enough to where he didn't really check me, check me. Yeah, yeah. But as we were walking down there, I stuck my hand in my back pocket and I just kind of ditched that thing into a bush. And <laughs> but anyway, you get you do that, and then you get um. All right, we we can't really prove it that you're smoking weed, but we're gonna give you UA. Say like Monday when all the the people that do that they come back. Yeah, yeah. And this happened to a lot of people, and man, he would do some crazy things to try to pass their UAs. Clorox. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think so. But um, the one of the biggest things was niacin. Yeah. Oh, would, I would, remember that. People take pop, ni- Yeah, I remember that. They would take niacin, and man, they would look like strawberries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Red. <laughs> yeah, strawberries, and they'd be itching, and they're like, "Holy cow!" Look like they have like that. rash. No, and I they remember would just torture themselves. Like I remember that, that. niacin. Yeah, because I remember back in the day. Like in prior, because I, I didn't go to prior. I didn't go to Plenty Coup. I went to Milling Central, but I go to the prior open gyms, you know, and like leading up to like this week. So like tryouts start today. 
And like open gym was every night, you know, like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Thursday nights was open gym out there. And <clears throat> Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, um, say like, say like Travis was Thursday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at open gym, man, people would be taking that nice and they'd be out there all red and like itchy, like you said, yeah. playing ball. And they'd, everybody would have like a gallon of water and they'd be trying, like, to out. trying to set it out, trying to pass it through their system. Like, oh man, tryouts is Monday or tryouts is Thursday. Um, right after, first thing we got to do is drug test, drug test. We got to take a piss test. Dang. But you that, know. you flushing it out with water won't work though. Yeah. Right. Because it sticks to your fat Blue. cells. No. Did the niacin work? What is niacin? It's it's a it's a well, it's some kind of vitamin or a supplement or whatever that they. Um, it's in a lot of foods. Like if you look at the ingredients on, like, um, I don't know, I can't even think of a food that. But yeah, they would get the pills and it would just be pure niacin, and then they would take that. I don't know how it works or what the the theory was, but but I've seen people that were just like beat red and itchy and it looked like they fell in some poison ivy or whatever. <laughs> Isn't that dumb though? <laughs> like whenever yeah. it wasn't even was it scientifically proven? Or was I don't it know. just something that people you know heard? Just like hearsay? That? Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually don't, but I just wanted to piggyback off of that. What they did in Harden was different. They would do the oral the oral where you there's like a sponge on a stick and you just you put your slime on it and you put it in that tube. Oh yeah. And okay. then they, but that was so easy to manipulate because what we would do is um, we would use Listerine, like gurgle Listerine and spit Listerine in that tube and you would pass. So we didn't have to go through the whole niacin stuff. We would just, who has Listerine? It's drug test. They're drug testing us today. And they didn't really watch you too. They just hand them out and you're in a lock, big old locker room and I gurgle some Listerine and then dab it in that sponge and put, put that stick back in the tube and give it back and they put your name and then everybody pass even though like half or more than half of the team smokes <laughs> Man, we never even did that in lodge grass yeah wow. and then that so that time i was telling you about when when they got me and they took me down there they said all right you got to take you away i didn't do like the niacin or anything like that but um i just got another dude's fucking piss and use that and so they take me into this room right yeah and then he they didn't watch me. Mm-hmm. Or no, he was there. There was a dude standing in that bathroom. But I again, I played that same card. Like, man, are you hear something like this guy's trying to watch me? <laughs> yeah. But I, um, I had that, and I poured it into that little cup, and it was just like it was like a test tube. We stole the test tube from science class. Yeah. And I used that. I had it like kind of taped to my 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 belly yeah. right there, and I boom, I popped it in there like that, and I said, here you go. And he just kind of looked at it and he goes, that's not enough. Like, oh, man, that's all the piss I had. You know? yeah. I was like, okay. So I, I had to think real quick. Yeah. And um, and so I was like, okay, well, can you give me a few minutes? He said, yeah. He goes, you want something to drink? I'll give you a cup of coffee. I said, all right. And so he gave me a cup of coffee. And, man, I just put water in there. And I put that uh, that tube inside my coffee yeah. to make it warm. Mm. And then he said, okay, now I can. And then so I, I did that again. And then because there's that, that um, temperature thing on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I did it again. And he goes, all right, that's good enough. And then he took it. And I never heard nothing about that after that. Huh. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah. So, but I mean. To our I, listeners, don't be doing that. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't do what I do. Do what I say. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of crazy because, dog, I got violated twice because of dirty UAs, marijuana. Mm. 
Oh, no. and then now today. And then now they can smoke. I'm like, damn. Actually, yeah, I did get a dirty marijuana and a meth one, too. Yeah, but, like, when I was doped out, like, the PO that I had at the time, like, he'd be like, can you use piss? And I'd be like, man, I can't today. Like, all right, well, next time. You know, but when my PO, like, changed, bro, like, the new guy, I remember, like, going in and taking the UA, and I was hot for for marijuana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the other stuff, like, I'd always, like, stop, like, two, three days before, you know, um, get out of my system. But, yeah, I, I would get stuck with the with the THC. And then I also got a job, yeah, doing that that same thing. Like, my brother, like, we, uh, he just pissed in a um, pill bottle. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. I remember seeing that. And, yeah, I put it in there, whatever, and then went to, um, remember the UA thing used to be up there at St. Vincent right across the street where that old... Uh, it's like a hearing clinic or something now. Oh, anyway, yeah, yeah. I went in there, and I didn't even know that there was a temperature gauge on it. I was at the minimum temperature <laughs> level. <laughs> like you just came from Everest? No, no, yeah, bro. Like I was at the minimum, bro. They're like, I don't know what you did, but yeah, the temperature. Like, yeah, there's a certain temperature yeah. gauge, and I was at that like, I got a cold heart. I'm cold-blooded. I'm cold-blooded, son. <laughs> And really, I mean, like, I think like my my original idea of even bringing that up is because, um, like, the lengths that we would go to protect our oh, addiction. That's what I'm saying. Like, we would take those niacin pills, and even though it made us seem like you know we were rolling around in the poison ivy, and it no scientific, no, I mean proof. I don't know. Like, just it's because Randy said, "Here, this will work." Here, drink this gasoline. This will work. And okay, you know wow. what I mean? Like. It, it, and I remembered, like, even taking one of those drinks at the head shop, right? Yeah. And I failed that, too. Mm. So those That's, don't even I, work. I, I remember spending, of, like, 50 bucks. I've seen bucks. a lot of dudes do that with uh, for uh, fire season. Yeah, as I was going to say, you guys reminded me of fire season. Like, <clears throat> I remember, like, pack tests. You know, there was, like, two pack tests that were happening prior. And, like, matter, yeah, like, two pack tests. Like, one one week and then one another week and... Um, <clears throat> the first week, like I always went to the first one and then like, um, did the pack test and then we had to take the piss test right after that or before it. I can't remember, but you had to take a piss test. Yeah. And then I remember there was always like a handful of guys or even more like 10, maybe people like, Oh, we'll just come back next week. And as they're leaving, they're like, man, I'm going to piss hot. And then they're like, oh, I got this tea. I'm going to drink. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know? That tea was another one now that she's mentioned it that no. I don't know where they would get it in Salem, but everybody had that tea, and I don't think that worked either. Yeah, and then, like, those people would come back the next week. So I remember that particular year I did the pack test again that next week to try to beat my time just to try to, you know, I don't yeah. know, just competitiveness of myself. So I went and did it again, and those guys came back and they – they pass the test. Yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of people that whatever they had or whatever they took or used, they no. they, they passed too. No. It was funny one time. Um, <clears throat> there was uh, someone was smoking weed at the fire station. So they called all of us into the warehouse, and then they took all of us into the little office that was pr- no bigger than this, just a little bit bigger than this room right here. All, like, 20 of us. That we're gonna go out for that fire, and they made us take a piss test right there, and we they gave us a little bottle, yeah, that had like the temperature and the gauge in there and stuff on it, <coughs> yeah. And we had to each go one by one. 
and we couldn't leave that office until we provided a sample or else we're not going to go on that fire. Did they find <clears> out who did it? No. Like, everybody passed that time. Huh. But it was weird. But it was funny. One of the guys went in, and he came out, and then he was trying to say, is there any, like, false positives or anything? And that guy just looked at him that was doing the test, and he grabbed that, you know, the container from him. He put it on the counter, and he's looking at it. He said, oh, shit. And then that guy was like, what, 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 what? So it says you're pregnant. And I'll bust it out laughing. <laughs> That's a good one. I know. And he said, oh, you're good. Get out of here. Well, that was funny. But um, I wanted to ask you guys, as far as you know, I mean, especially you three, you guys are kind of more into that scene, more into that game. Um with the marijuana use, the stoners, potheads, and stuff. Did you ever see, like, any of those guys, like, really do anything with their lives? The ones that, you know, smoked weed a lot back then or even continue to smoke weed today, have they really done anything? I can think of one person that used to smoke a lot of weed and now doesn't and doing really well. Oh, okay. Um, But they quit. But they quit. Okay. Far as I know, they claim they do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, but um, I I really don't really have uh, uh any examples because I kind of lost touch with most of them. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know what they're up to. But well, I do know one that that doesn't that that quit and they're doing really well. Okay, I don't really know because I think a lot of like. Being in lots of guys, like we were the weed heads, like we were the mm-hmm. potheads, but I think the ones that I am familiar with today, like eventually got into the harder stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and weed's re- really like the least of you know the least of their worries. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like it'd be better if they just did weed. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. you know, like working out on the street, like a lot of them still smoke. Um, but yeah, they they um. The people that I encountered didn't really do anything. And then even also, like, I know artists, like, in the industry, right, that that um, promote that type of lifestyle yeah. that don't even smoke, like, yeah. the lifestyle that they promoted. Yeah, like, like 50. Yeah, no, like, uh, well, not him necessarily, but this guy that I'm connected to closely, mm. um, like, he don't smoke at all, but yeah. his, like, music's all about smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, he smokes, but not, it's more like a, it's not a priority like it is in the music. Yeah, yeah. I, I now that I think about it, I do know people that they function, but I guess it depends on what your idea of success would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if you're, you know, got a a minimal paying job, um, and that's okay with you, then yeah, they're successful. But if you're thinking, oh, you you went to school and got a degree and have a real, you know, high profile, high, you know, like one of those type of things. I don't, I guess like what I was kind of going for was like, um, guys that we knew growing up that had a lot of potential, you know, as far as, you know, like books or even athletics or whatever, you know, you're like, okay, yeah, this guy, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna be, he's gonna be somebody or he's gonna do some, but then the weed there that became the focus and, you know, now they're not like they might be, you know, good, good family man and like raising their kids and stuff. But then it's like they never really reached their potential. I've seen a lot of that. Yeah, yeah I've seen a lot of that, too, because um, I think we all had potential, really. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, I think we a lot of us just didn't know it. 
But at the same time, I don't think it was just weed, though, when I look back and I think, wow, what got him? It was a number of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, if you're putting it like that, then, yeah, I, I, I absolutely know tons of people who did not reach their full potential. But I don't think it was just weed. I can't think of anybody that, you know, usually harder drugs or alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you throw that all into the mix and. I think they eventually had to quit. I think like most people that I, I realize you kind of age out of certain behavior. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of age out of it, whatever the case may be. But yeah, I don't really see, yeah, I don't see anybody being like super successful, uh, smoking on a daily basis. Sun up, you, sundown, you know, um, you guys brought some strong points up and I could just think of one person right now that I went to high school with and, He's really good with, like, um, math and whatnot, and that's what he graduated in Bozeman for, um, I think it was in engineering. Oh, yeah? And we smoked so much together, so much parties and edibles and things like that, but he put it away because mm. he, he, he was starting to get bad on the drinking, and it seems like that's how I was, too. Like, you put down one drug for another. Yeah, yeah. So, like. When I stopped drinking, I would pick up the weed and smoke more. If I was drinking more, then I would, wouldn't smoke as much. Yeah, yeah. So I only could think of one person who's still su- successful, but he was going down a dark path when he was drinking a lot because he had, like, two DUIs in Bozeman because he was going to school, and one of them was, like, right before graduation, the week before graduation, and so he put it away, but I still talk to him to this day, and it's weird because – I'm so used to smoking with him that we had a cup of coffee together downtown and it was weird because just not smoking together and talking and vibing out and just drinking coffee and talking about family, sports, just general stuff. And now it's kind of like, just it's, 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 it's good. We're catching up though. Cause he, yeah, I mean, he, he lives in Bellings and I known him since like, I was a freshman in high school and, yeah, he's he, did, he has a pretty successful life. Has his own house in the Heights and has his family. But he he really watches like he's really good with money and stuff. But he still smokes and he 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 put away the drinking. That's the thing. But he still smokes. I know there's a difference there. But yeah. he the DUIs are catching up and he he's he's been sober from alcohol for years, but he still smokes. Yeah, and there's a lot. So of he's people. not in recovery, but yeah, he doesn't drink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can get a DUI on smoking too. Yep. Um, and then yeah, no. Now that you say that, like I used to live in Bozeman for a time, and I remember people, um, that are highly educated now. That part yeah. took daily, daily. Yeah. In there, you know, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they still consume, but yeah, and I think like on that note, you know, it's like <clears throat> to each his own, of course, but. Like, just, you know, like, this eight years of walking the red road for me, it's like, to be in your sound mind every day, all day, every day, it's just, like, so much better, so much better experience to, like, just be here and not have to have a substance, you know, not having to have this or that to, um, just to function or to enhance anything, you know, it's like, this is the way, um, like, to get all spiritual. Like, this is the way God wanted us to experience life, you know, with a sober mind, sound mind. And <clears throat> I don't know, like, for someone that needs a substance, you know, and can't put it away, 
to me, you know, definitely that person's an addiction. You know, they could be functioning, they could be highly successful, um, but the fact that they need to partake on a daily basis, weekly basis, then there is that, you know, there is that addiction present. You can, <clears throat> you can see it, too, in a lot of the excuses that they use. Yeah. Um. You know, I got a doctor said I need a bacchiotomy. What did he say on that? Uh. Anyway, so, you know, <laughs> Um. yeah, like, oh, you, I use it for this. I use it for that. And, okay, that's that's all good and well. Like, if it helps you. Yeah. Like with nerve pain, um, great. But if I was to say to you, okay, well, you can't smoke here. You got to wait for about an hour or so, and you freak out. Yeah. Yeah, then there's, you got a problem, bro. You're just making up excuses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like if you start defending it. Like, yeah, I see. Oh, good. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but uh, I mean, because I've seen that. Like, you know, like, oh, I need it for this. I need it for that. And it, if it's legit, then yeah. But I think, like you said, if you can't, if you don't have the power to say, I can wait for an hour. Yeah. And, you know, you can't do that, then there's there's something wrong. And for me, personally, it's like, I, I don't even want to find out. Because, I mean, there's two things. Number one, it might make my anxieties worse. Yeah. And the second thing is, is that I'm afraid that at some point, this ain't enough. Yeah. Like, I want that next thing. True. Like you might smoke a bowl and you're like, ah, go get a beer. And a beer would be good, man. If this feels good, then I got cotton mouth. I'm gonna go get a beer. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't even want to find out. Man. Yeah, for real. Like, and I know, like, I know this one individual. You know, he smokes. Um, it's a priority to him. Um, but he's you know fully functioning and stuff. But he kind of reminds me of that guy on um, Half Baked. And he's like, what does he say? He's like, do you ever look at the twenty dollar bill? You ever look at the twenty dollar bill on weed, yeah, man? Yeah, yeah. Like that guy, like he's like morning guy. Yeah, he's like <clears throat> he wants to go to events high to enhance the experience. You know, whatever it is, um, could be a powwow, could be a round dance or whatever. But he has to smoke on the way there. You know, there was times when I watched movies. Like going to theater and I was stoned out of my gourd and I'd watch a movie and I was like, man, that was a good movie. And then later on when I was not to watch it, it was like, this movie sucks. Yeah. So it probably sucked to begin with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's, yeah. let's be real. Let's but keep I, it 100. Keep it 100 on some Oscar shit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, because I, the only reason why. I, I even bring it up is because I did that shit with alcohol. Like I make up so many stupid ass excuses. And then looking back, I'm like, man, I was dumb. Yeah. I was, I was, I could lie to people all day long and maybe some of them might believe me, but I couldn't lie to myself at the end of the day. True that. True that. No matter what kind of, what kind of thinking patterns I had or how I tried to justify some shit is like, yeah, this is, it's not good for me, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I think um, they're, I don't know, my stance, like, growing up, like, man, weed ain't that bad. Um, and then working out on the streets, like, what what's it called? Harm reduction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I also feel like if somebody has a problem and you feel that strongly about it, I think approaching that person and talking to them and having conversation would be ideal. Yeah. 
rather than, you know, talking in generalities. Um, but also, like, who am I to judge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I also see, like, man, addiction comes in all different forms. Mm-hmm. For me, personally, I don't partake. Yeah. But I see people smoking that can't stop smoking. Yeah. I see people chewing that can't stop chewing. Mm-hmm. I see people eating that can't stop eating. Mm-hmm. Like, addiction comes in all different forms. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah. you know, you got to pick your... For me, it's like, man, if I've ever had anything to say to anybody, like, I approach that person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how it has to be approached. Um, yeah. But for me, like, if you're not drinking, you're not doing the harder stuff, and all you're doing is smoking and you're winning, like, that's cool, man. That's for you. Mm-hmm. But who am I to judge anybody's walk? Yeah, yeah. That's where I come from. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I got to I gotta throw that out there, too. Like, I mean, I can't judge anybody. I mean, I like I always say, I don't have any ground to stand on. Yeah. Trying to be all judgmental. I know for me, I was, you know, that what works for me. And, like, it goes back to that harm reduction, too, is, like, if it were me, I would say, you know, I hope you don't do anything at all. But yeah. if you got to do something, I mean, I think smoking weed, get, smoking weed and playing video games is probably the least of your problems. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, unless it, like, it leads to other things. Or if it becomes, like, a serious health issue. Yeah. Like, maybe, you know, you just smoke weed and get the munchies all day and eat nothing but sweets and you end up with diabetic and yeah you know like cause and effect type of deal but you know like 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 randy said like i i can't judge and like if it if you're okay like you know you're okay in those four areas mm-hmm. um and you're not harming yourself or anybody else like yo do you for sure but you head man Oh, man, you guys made some strong points. It opened my eyes, too, because, like, standing and have no room to judge because, like I said, I love weed, and I've been through it, and I'm aware of it that now that I can't smoke it since I'm older and that life, like, you outgrow those behaviors, and, like, there's people that probably do have their shit together or even own a dispensary, work at a dispensary, and they're happy with their lives, but it's kind of tough when you notice those four things and when it, you start to, like smoke more often you're starting to like use more money on it like the Mm -hmm. quantity and the frequency how much you're using and how long you're using it and maybe maybe you have a problem maybe you need to go to treatment center or kind of reevaluate your life and kind of look at it how i look at it is it like in a eight hour day or like a 12 hour day how much and how often i smoke throughout those times i did and i when i look back i was like damn i got a problem how much money i spent a week or in a day Mm-hmm. Like back in going back to high school, we would all chip in for at least twenty bag or how much money we would have and fifty bag, and we would just back then it was blunts were the thing where you just rip open a blunt and you kind of take the tobacco out and get the swishers or then you just fill up that whole thing and put like a twenty dollars worth of weed in one blunt and it just like goes all around in the rotation and it messes you up and. Now that I know when seeing some of my classmates around, some of them are still smoking, some of them aren't successful, and some are successful or, like, I would say they're in the middle, Mm -hmm. middle ground. But, yeah, it's crazy. I I know I have family members who smoke, and I have friends who smoke, and it's crazy. Just they live their own lives. I can't tell them. I can't judge. So it's just kind of – it's like like in the middle, like, because some people, like you said – um, you were saying how people would they moved on to 
methamphetamine, fentanyl, heroin, and whatnot. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but for some people, I'd rather have them smoke marijuana than drink alcohol because when they drink alcohol, they no matter what cops would be called, they'll go to jail. Mm-hmm. Then there's people like older folks too that smoke marijuana. You'll be surprised on how much people you see in Harden that walk into that smoke shop. Because there was a time I was at Blackie's and I seen a bunch of cars pull up at the pawn shop. I, was th- I thought they were going to the pawn shop, and here they're all going to the, the what's that dispensary? dispensary? Yeah, that dispensary, and older folks too, nat- natives, and it's just maybe they need it for their, like you said, joints, or that's just they could come up with any excuse. Like it's it came from the earth, you know, I heard that a bunch of times. <laughs> Comes from the Bible. Yeah, and God um, doesn't make mistakes. That's what I'm saying is like. God you, put it here for me and you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but now they're putting all kinds of stuff in them, and it's like I know it came from the ground, just like how, um, what is it, um, cocaine, cocoa mm. leaves, Colombia, yeah. things like that. But now they're like. They're freaking bumping those potency, and it's kind of dangerous because I, I read an article how it could even affect the brain even more mm. with, with how much potency and people are going to the wax stuff. Mm. That's what I was going to say is like, man, and I've said it before on this podcast is like, man, I think it's San Francisco, like over 80 people a day go to the ER because of marijuana consumption. Dang. And I'm also like in the point of like, for me personally, like I don't do it. But I know a lot of people that do, and I can't judge them for that, right? Um, Let's judge them. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it, but it's like, but it, but it is like, like growing up and in that culture, bro. Like, not like we're some like vicious gangbangers or nothing, but it's like that's the lifestyle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, and if that's all they do, bro, that's all they do. Yeah, and I think like, <clears throat> um, on the harm reduction piece, like I've been contacted with couple individuals you know that their loved one is on on meth but they know that this loved one likes weed too and they have like this is like two separate occasions two separate conversations they said is right if i just like buy him some weed and tell him just to smoke the weed and then they're just on weed and they're not wigging out on the meth i said hell yeah i said yeah do that i said that that's harm reduction and i said but with the promise that they're going to taper off of that weed and then go to treatment as you got to attach some accountability with that. Um, <clears throat> so both these conversations were like that. And I just told them, um, yeah, go buy him a sack or go buy him whatever, go buy him some weed, help him get off the meth. And then just, if you want to, you can just, cause they're, they were down to like supply him with weed for like the rest of their life. And I said, no, I said, don't supply it for the rest of their lives. Just supply it until, you know, that, hey, we're going to go on the track to getting you help and getting you plugged into some treatment facility or some, you know, at least some counseling, something. And they were down, and um, that was the course of action that they were going to take. Um, and they're in that process right now. And so that definitely that harm reduction, I mean, I think it's the lesser of multiple evils, marijuana um <clears throat> but ultimately with that goal to be sober and to be walking the red road and to be in recovery i think is the goal like don't just supply them for the rest of their lives well, with that. that that makes perfect sense too because i mean you already know this person's an addict yeah and like i said man i know me like yeah. at some point it, i might get to the point where it's like this ain't enough i gotta do you know mm-hmm. i gotta do the other thing um and- 
But I was going to say, like, what you were saying, like, that leads also, like, to enabling. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, Enabling yeah. addictive behavior. And that's yeah. something, like, we got to be accountable. Like, hold mm. people to a, a certain accountability, right? Like, that's sure. the power of, like, recovery, being accountable with people. And what does that shirt say? It's like, the opposite of addiction is... Connection. Yeah. Yep. Um, but then also, like, what I tell people, too, say? like, if you are going to smoke, man, go go on a... Oh, you got it on, too. <laughs> yeah. But if you choose to smoke, man, what I always encourage people is like, man, go to a dispensary, you know, go get your, go yeah, like, get it from somewhere that's certified. Like legit. Yeah. yeah. Because I've shared it before. And this is what I was trying to say earlier was like, man, an old coworker of mine, her daughter came home on Christmas break last year mm. and smoked a joint with her friends and it was laced with fentanyl and she ultimately expired, Dang. you know, like 19 years old. So it's like, it's real. Because what the yeah. dope dealers are doing now is spraying it, uh, putting fentanyl on everything. Just because it's not like matching the dispensary potency yeah. they're trying to, up. okay, yeah. So if you if you hit stuff with fentanyl, man, it makes that, uh, yeah, it makes it more addictive. Yeah, you're more addicted so to it. So I've even yeah. talked to like people that are currently in meth addiction and I'm like, and they're like, yeah. I'm like, how is it? You know, like, what do you like about it? And they're like, well, we get to a certain point, well, the people that I've talked to have said, like, I get to a certain point, but I can't pass it. Mm. And as much as I don't like it, I can get really high and still go to sleep. Dang. Which is like coke, right? Like, yeah, yeah. back in the day, like, I remember going to school in Phoenix and we used to do coke on Fridays, which was crazy. But it was cool because you could get the effect of the meth, but you could still go to sleep. Mm. But the thing with the dope now is what these people are saying is that they get high, they can't get past a certain point, and no matter how much they try to stay away, there's still that draw. Dang. You know, to yeah, do yeah. stuff. Because, like, for me, like, the thrill of meth was, like, going and going and going and just being, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. for me, it's like you're just constantly going, you don't sleep, you're like, don't eat. But now, even though you're doing meth, you're eating, you're sleeping, and you're never satisfied. Dang, that's crazy to me. But there's also stronger stuff coming out called ISO. That's, I think, a thousand times or a million times, man. I don't want to be over-exaggerating. More potent than fentanyl. Yeah. No, I was just watching this uh, as I was skimming through YouTube. I just watched this little trailer of this documentary about <clears throat> this bridge in Philadelphia. And, like, that's where all the, like, the meth heads, all the drug addicts, like, they just have, like, this, um, those tent cities. Yeah. And, man, they're, like, they're standing up and they're passed out. Like, standing there with their head down and, like, slumped over. Remember in Passed that? out. Like, just standing there. Remember in uh, Arizona? Yeah. You remember, like. I don't know. Did you guys see anybody on light rails? Like just crashed out in there. Um, when we we're coming back from the swap meet, a few like seats down yeah. on a light rail, there's somebody like just laying on the laying there sleeping. Dog, we I was remember I left with my friend. Yeah, we yeah. went to eat and we were sitting out there eating. And man, this lady like just came off the train. Like, bro, like I need help. I need help. Like, I didn't want to give her no money, bro. I ended up giving her my power aid. Yeah. Like, she was just wigged out. And then there were also people, like, just passed out there at that bus station, the bus mm -hmm. stop. 
Like they were probably fentanyl users too. Yeah, that one dude was probably or that um that drag queen lady. That drag queen dude. Oh, that one that was screaming around at the at the there's that little what is it the, the stop? Yeah. When we first got on there. But then <laughs> I don't like they're yeah, those that one woman must have been used to seeing that stuff. Remember that she walked by and just kind of laughed at, walked right by him, laughed at him, and just kept on going. Like, yeah, like you see that every day. <laughs> like it was an everyday thing. Um. Anyway, back back to back to the marijuana. Back to talk. the devil's lettuce. Back to the little devil's lettuce. No, the one thing that I don't like, I don't appreciate about uh, just like the audacity of like just using it out in public. Now, you know, it's like I'm going to dinner with my kids or I'm trying to go to the Y with my kids and the car in front of me is smoking and it's just coming out of their car and can smell it in my car. And I'm just like, that really gets under my skin. Did you say you're at 4th of July and they were smoking? Yeah. And it's just like, it's just like, man, like, okay. I mean, yeah, go if that's what you do. Cool, man. Go ahead. You do you. But, man, do it at home. Before you go to this event or go park somewhere and, like, smoke and then go to your event, like, there's other people out here. Because, like, what I feel like is, like, um, they're putting people's recovery in jeopardy. You know? It's like they don't care as long as they get their own high. And I understand that. I've been there. Um, but it's like no consideration. Um, and it's just, it just, it just doesn't sit well with me that people are just smoking and going down the road and it's like traffic rush, Devil. rush hour. And there's like, we can't go anywhere. And they're just blowing smoke out of their car. And it's just like, that's a DUI waiting to happen. I yeah, hope so. so devil's advocate time. What about per use? What about uh, what about alcohol? Because you can go to, like you said, you go out to dinner with your kids, and there's people. I mean, provided like most of them aren't just like buck wild and you know dancing on the bar or whatever, but like they're using alcohol. You go to like events at the Metro or you know football games or whatever oh, yeah. the case may be. You know, there's people out there openly drinking. They're not like pouring it down my throat or spitting it in my face. You know. It's like that smoke is like there's a so okay so what's the trigger dynamic. the the okay so the trigger would be then the fact that they're just right next to you just and just smoking yeah. it. okay so I because I kind of get that like they do that at um at, at my building like they all just sit like there's a group of them they sit down sit out there and they yeah. all pass around these big old elaborate water bongs and yeah. they got their and that makes trays. me so mad bro like, yeah. and it comes to, it, i enjoyed smoking when they open the door it comes that smell comes down the hallway and then it gets into my room and i can smell it yeah and then, to me like there's no consideration for you because you're on paper you gotta do you take uas yeah so like what if you had to take ua tomorrow and they're all smoking up when you get back and it's just like you it get contact like, it smells like that and then it gets in your system and then you go piss hot. I think there's certain levels, though. Yeah. Like, the, uh, what are they called? Like, nano levels. Cause, and the reason why I say that, like, man, I know somebody that got a DUI from smoking the night before. Mm. 
They smoked the night before, and they were driving down Maine, and ultimately a car came and broadsided them. Mm. Two of them on their way to work, right? Yeah, yeah. So even though he wasn't the one that broke the law, yeah, they drew blood because as a, you know, you get your driver's license and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they drew blood and he had marijuana in his system and it was a certain like a nano level, I think is what they, what's it called? Nano level or something? Sounds, no. sounds about right. We'll go with yeah, that. Yeah, but they, they take your blood and then it's like a certain level, but that's how they determined that he ultimately had a DUI. Yeah, Even he's though still he was under the influence, yeah, yeah, like which is crazy because he didn't like you were saying that earlier, like how you wake up the next day and you have like a hangover or whatever. I'm not, I'm not speaking for him or whatever, but yeah, it, yeah. I'm saying like, you know, you wake up and and for me, like it never, like I never had those experiences. I enjoyed my smoking, like I've never had the the morning after hangover or whatever. But this man got a DUI for that smoking the night before. Right. And and that too, the, the um, like I was saying earlier, it st- sticks to your fat cells. I want to say is what it is. So mm-hmm. it stays in your system for up to a month. Yeah, right. Like I, so I was wonder like, okay, what if I hadn't smoked for twenty eight days, and there was still that like you said nano level, and then they tested you and say, oh, you know what, you you got a DUI, and I'm like, yeah, but I hadn't smoked for over almost a month now, or, or like even could, now, like. Those people smoking in the courtyard outside your apartment, you're breathing that in all evening. I mean, every day it has to be in your system at some level, and then it could get you in trouble. You know what I mean? So that that kind of inconsideration with that crowd that does that is what kind of makes me mad. I, I get understand it. that. Yeah. And, and okay, and the, um, I was going to say this earlier too is like, you know, people that are smoking weed like. I don't mind people that are high. I mean, they're kind of goofy in a way. But, like, if you're drinking, I I don't even want to be around you. No, no, no. I I get like a hangover. I cannot be around people who are even buzzed up. Yeah. And it's just kind of, even when I was drinking, maybe even more so when I was in my addiction, uh, alcohol addiction, if I wasn't drunk and you were drunk, like, dude, I don't want to be around you. (laughs) Yeah. Until I get drunk, too. Unless I was drunk and you were sober, that's uh, everything's good. But <laughs> I get like that on meth. Yeah, like I wouldn't want to be around people that were drunk. Yeah, we. Um, I'm sorry. Go. Uh, uh, I went to the Jaru concert at the Metro. Yeah, and there yeah. was like a group. There was people sending their own bottle that they snuck in there next to me, and there was this group in front of me passing around a joint. Nice. There was people behind me passing around a pen, and it was like. All around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, holy cow, they could smoke in the Metro. And I was just like trying to enjoy the music. But yeah. at the same time, it's just like burning my nostrils. And I was like, I'm further down in my recovery where it didn't bother me. But yeah. it, I was sur- literally surrounded by it. Yeah. The alcohol and the weed. And it just smelled. See clouds of smoke in there. It's just crazy. But Dang. back to the marijuana, I did a Prime for Life at class, and there's yeah. a part in there where they always touch back on THC because, mm-hmm. of course, you get a DUI. And it talks about standardization, like you don't know what you're getting. Like, remember how they break it down for medications to yeah, twice yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. every one hour? Or, like, the drinks, like one hour, a drink, it comes out of your system, right? Is it one drink per hour? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And they they said there's no standard 
no standardization for marijuana. Like there, of course, there's indica, sativa. You don't know what you're getting back then. Yeah. I, back then, I was like, I don't care. I just want to get high. I don't care if it's an indica or sativa. But now they really look at all that stuff, and that's the scary part. There's no standardization. Of course, when they buy a marijuana bag from a dispensary, they have what it the name of it. They have crazy names now, and then the potency and whatnot. But yeah. You don't know how much a hit you're getting, like, and then you don't know what you're smoking out of a water bong, a pipe, a gravity bong. You don't know what, like, what you're getting yourself into. What if it's, like, super high potency or, like, low potency? It's just just crazy how you don't, like, for alcohol, you know you're going to get fucked up if you drink Jack Daniels or some whiskey or vodka, and then you know beer is not that bad, but weed is just. You have that gauge, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, and and that's something I was going to mentioned earlier too that would be an, a good indicator of if you whether you have a problem with uh weed or not is that if you want to go for that high potency stuff and you're using so much that you actually have to go to the hospital or you know yeah or that like that's that's a strong indicator right there mm-hmm. like if they, okay well i need it for uh my achy joints all right but i want the strongest stuff and i'm gonna smoke it all up tonight <laughs> yeah like that's you're lying to yourself. Yeah. yeah. You're addicted. Yeah. yeah. But Easy. also like the potency is so high too that it sends people into like temporary psychosis. Drug induced psychosis. Yeah, yeah. drug induced psychosis, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe so. that. No, um <clears throat> was it in my last relapse, twenty fifteen that summer or that spring when I first started yeah, when summer started started first started drinking and stuff, uh I was still staying out prior and I would stop off at my cousin's house. <clears throat> um, and he worked at a dispensary, so he had all that dabs and edibles and stuff like all the time. I think he got paid, and like part of his payment was taking that stuff home. Yeah, and um, so I would, you know, just go over there and stop off for an hour or two on my way home. Um, and he would be smoking, and um, he'd have his, you know, liter of BV there, and I'd have, you know, like my vodka, and we just BS a little bit. Hour or two, laugh around, joke around, and I go home. I go drive up to my folks' house and go to bed and you know, go back to work or whatever. But anyway, one night, he was loading his bow, and he was, like, using a toothpick, and he was putting this, like, oil in the bowl and stuff. And I was like, what's that? And he was, like, explaining to me. He's like, well, you want to try some? He's like, man, this is, like, good stuff, man. You won't freak out like what you told me before, blah, blah, blah. This will chew you out. And I was, you know, I'm drunk. And I was like, yeah, I'll try it out. So he gave it, you know. He took his hit, and I took a hit. He took a hit, and I took a hit. And then we sat there for, like, another hour just, like, BSing and laughing and, you know, having a good old time. And I left. And I didn't, like, you know, he lives about a quarter of a mile away from the main road. Um, And then you can see, like, the main road that goes up, you know, up the road to my parents' house where the pavement ends and stuff. And I made it to the road, and I just zonked out. Just passed out. Were you still driving? I was driving. <laughs> what the heck? But I passed out there. Like, I made it to the road, and then, like, I came to a stop. I must have known that I was starting to go. I was starting to pass out because I had my foot on the brake, and he had to come. He seen me out there for, like, a half hour or something. He's like, oh, what's going on? Jumped in his car, and he came down there, and I was just, like, passed out. I had my foot on the brake. And... Damn. It just knocked me out. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was my 
last ever 2015. I don't know the last time I ever touched this stuff. Randy, remember you're talking about like that fentanyl-laced marijuana? Yeah. There was a time like that. One time it happened to me in high school where we were so desperate to look for a 20 bag and lunch was almost over and we were just <clears throat> anybody. And this is before dispensaries, of course. We didn't even know the plug. We didn't know who he was. We just He said he had weed and we got it, rolled it up into a joint. And um, we smoked it, and we, our the guy that got it from him, our, one of our so-called friends, he got a text message, and we were, like, almost halfway. It was almost a roach by then, that joint. And he said, oh, shit, and I noticed I noticed something about that joint. It was just a joint between, like, three of us took, like, two hits maybe, three. And he said, oh, shit. I was like, what? Because I, I noticed something different because it wasn't a regular joint. It looked like weed, but... He, he rolled it up and we smoked it and I noticed there was white smoke. Oh. And I, he was like, oh shit, this is laced with, with meth. And I was like, oh what? And we are just laughing about it at the time and nah. I went into my history class and I was like, didn't feel high like how I, like how weed high is. And yeah, I was yeah. like, what the hell was that? And I never tried meth before. I was like, my first time, and it was laced with marijuana. I didn't even know until we were almost done with that joint. And I was like, what the heck? I must have not got the full effects because we shared it. But at the time, I noticed it was like white smoke, and it was it was it looked like marijuana, but just you don't like what you said before these dismiss. At least go to to a dispensary of people that smoke so you could have it that good quality. And you don't know if it's mixed with fentanyl, meth, or what. But that was my my spill of uh, trying a lace joint, it was meth. I didn't even know. It was crazy. I, yeah. Did Satan. you get out? Did you wig out or anything? Mm-mm. Oh. But I was in my history class, and I, I noticed I wasn't, like, yeah. at weed high just from smoking oh, a lot. you weren't stoned. Yeah. 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 Same thing happened to me in, in Chamawa, and it was the homeboy, like, my the dude that I ran with. Yeah. And, you know, he had... He, he was holding, so we were like, yeah, we'll go smoke a bowl. And we smoked that bowl, and he started laughing afterwards. And we're like, what? Mm. And he goes, oh, but back then it wasn't meth. It was crank. Yeah. He goes, oh, I put crank in there. <laughs> i like, you fucking, you, you, you tell me that oh, shit. Oh, by the way. And that was the first time that I knowingly, I mean, I didn't know it at the time, but afterwards, like, I, that's the first time I ever used crank. And, I, man, I was cussing him out, and I was like, what the hell do you, you know, you want to do that yourself? That's fine, but. Man, it was so. It was the bro that did that to us. <laughs> not some plug. Not, not not some plug. Not some shady drug not dealer. Not some bro. Then yeah, and then, then he started laughing. He thought it was funny, and we were like, "What? What? what or you know, what, what's so funny?" And he was like, "Yeah, I put some crank on here." And <laughs> how was it? And he was, you know, he he thought it was funny. And did I'm he like, smoke with you guys? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of mean, bro. Like, that is like again. That's an unconscious. Inconsiderate. No, uh, that's, yeah, that's not. What I'm in, I mean, yeah, it, you could you anything you can come up with is probably right. Like that inconsiderate. That's kind of mean. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Because I All mean, and, but I mean, that's just to say that even your bro could be pulling that shit on you. Mm-hmm. True that. I mean, not so, bro. Then one thing that I noticed from going through Denver twice, Denver, yeah. Colorado. Oh, oh. Man. Yeah, I was in traffic. You could just smell it, and of course, of course, like the government, the the big peep, the big picture. They look at the money right when they tax it. They yep. tax the crap out of it. Even mm-hmm. in Montana, people from my friends, they like you're better off with a medical card. With my friends talking amongst friends, and I just 
chiming in, listening to like their marijuana talks. It's funny because I was like, all I say, I'm like, back then we had to look for the plug, and they don't. Even, now you could just go walk to the store and buy it. But yeah. Denver, Colorado, is so crazy because you guys already know too that there's shops everywhere. Like yeah. they're just like business is booming over there in Denver and. Like, what I noticed in traffic, like you said, you could just smell it through the vents, and it's just like, what the heck? It's just, like, everywhere, too. Yeah. Like, like how liquor stores are. It's mm-hmm. just crazy how they have... Dispensaries weed. everywhere. Yeah, and, and then, like, in Montana, my, my weed friends were saying, like, when is that bill going to pass? Remember Montana was talking about mm-hmm. it? It was, like, town of the talk, and here they, they passed that bill, and then next thing you know, they're like, but then they're recreation, everybody, recreation, woohoo. Yeah, and then now I'm like, holy cow! That's what what a time to be alive, right? Because like wow. back then you had to hunt your plug down, you had to do all that crazy stuff, and now you could just see shops everywhere. Like if you Google Maps, that they're still growing in Montana. It's just it's crazy how it's recreation now. Like yeah, no, like the Colorado piece. We were down there last May, 2022, and we went to this uh, park. It was kind of like a trampoline park, but it had more stuff, and it was bigger than ours here. And there was like just two dudes standing outside, like right outside the door, and they both had pens, and they were just hitting it, and it's like blowing that smoke out, like, like it was nothing, like it was just an, like an everyday thing. And I was like, we're walking up, you know. There's about seven, eight of us, and there's about four or five kids, and they're just. And making us like walk right in, right through that. And that piece right there, that made me mad. And I was kind of like, I wanted to say something, but that's just disrespectful, though, to be blowing smoke in your face. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were blowing it like we weren't even to them yet, but the wind was just bringing it right to us. Uh, no, like we just had to walk right through it. Like when I wanted to be disrespectful to people, dog. That's like, like it oh, didn't yeah, even yeah, have yeah. to be like weed smoke. It was like cigarette, whatever. whatever. Yeah. <sighs> what are you gonna do? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. yeah. So, but that's like what that makes me think of. I think yeah. it's growing because just recently, this past September, I went to New Mexico. When we went through Denver, drove and to see the in-laws. That part of their Nav- Navajo reservation is called Saint Benito, right on the border of Arizona. But one, I have a friend down there, and, and I used to smoke with him a lot. And we caught up. We met up at a Golden Corral, which was oh. crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Did you pray for us? Golden Corral. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to eat there because we don't have it anymore. But we met up, and he was all he was like, "Really, Golden Corral?" Like he made it sound like like a cheap thing. And yeah. I was like, "We don't have it up here anymore." Remember, because he used to live in Montana. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he was all happy because he smokes still, yeah. and he said they just recently passed recreation marijuana in New Mexico, just like mm. this past year. And I was like, "Dang, is it gonna is it gonna keep growing like through the whole country? Like, is this gonna, yeah. is this the new thing? And how how our treatment centers are gonna tackle this too? Like, not only the drug induced psychosis, but like having to battle that." Because I, I get a lot of people that argue their point. My PO said it's okay. I don't have any charges with marijuana, or like they don't say it's a drug and it helps them and whatnot. And yeah. I'm not like what I was saying earlier. I'm not drinking, but I'm smoking. I'm sober. I'm in recovery, and I have to have that confrontation that they're not. Yeah, but yeah, it just moved down too in the federal law. Uh, it's not a class one. Like, yeah, it's not a class one. It's what? a class three now. Yeah, yeah. What? Mm. Yeah, so I think it is moving towards... Uh, well, the, I don't know if the DEA moved it, but the FDA, I think, is the one that actually makes recommendations like that. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, they made that recommendation. Now I think it's in the DEA hand. Dang. And like oh. one of my friends said, like in Denver, you could have up to an ounce and a plant. And he he showed me his ounce, and I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> I was like, "You could get that much." And the, the limit is um within a month, I think you could get an ounce of weed. And I was like, "Back then, you, holy, you have to look, go to Bellings or find a plug to get an ounce." And it's just crazy how you have that access now to marijuana. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that yeah. is crazy. Well, um, let's go around the horn. Any closing words, closing thoughts on this, or just anything? You guys, good. Well, like I said, you know, I ain't one to judge. If you're okay with it, you're okay with it. But, I mean, I would prefer you don't do anything. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you know, you, you, it's hard to tell an addict to. You could be smart about it, right? Like, yeah, if, you, yeah, yeah. if you tried to tell me that when I was in full-blown addiction, I'd be like, okay, and then <laughs> drink a yeah. whole bottle of booze and smoke a bag of weed and not, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's being smart about it. But I mean, like, I, but I, I guess you have to say it. Like, just be smart about it. Know yourself and know, um, who you are. Be, be honest with yourself. You know, you that's that's the real thing. You we're talking about being real, man. You got to be real with yourself first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and is and you ask yourself, is this a hindrance, or is this something that I really, really need? Uh. You know, and and take it from there. But as far as people like like smoking weed, like whatever, dude, do your thing. But you know, um, do it at home. Do, do, <laughs> just, <laughs> just don't just don't smoke around Josiah. He'll yeah. Punch your face. <laughs> I'll punch your high. I'll punch your high right in the eyes. Punch your highs. <laughs> <laughs> no, like. I don't know. I don't really have any closing arguments. I'm not. I'm not super against it, but I'm not for it either. Like I'm kind of. Yeah, I'm not super against. You know it what I mean? Like it's just like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to say it's okay for you to do it, but I also don't want to say like. Yeah. But and for me, it's like, it just goes back to what I said. Like if you're, if you know you're an addict, then you need to tread carefully, like really, really carefully. True. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, I, like. If it's ruining your life. You yeah, if it's ruining your life, life, you can't pay your bills. You can't. You go into the hospital. Yeah. Oh. You got to go to every event. Oh. Um, you can't put it down for an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like anything else. Um, I'm just talking with other counselors and me doing a lot of research and experiencing marijuana. Yeah. Um, it's a chemical. It alters the brain. It has the. It, it it's it's um it's a tough topic every time I like talking about it too because of course I I smoked it and then seeing how it changed America and Montana, um and you have people that argue their point on both sides yeah and I want to agree with Randy too because I feel like they're I'm like in the middle like there's just depending on that person what how their life is if they if they're addicted or not or if they use it as a use it socially yeah in like. In traffic, one thing that really trips me out in traffic, like you don't know if they're vaping or if they're marijuana vaping, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you see a bunch of smoke because that happened to me too, Josiah. I'm like, yeah. damn, they're smoking at a stoplight. But again, you and I don't know if that probably confuses the police too. Like, do they pull them over or do they not pull them over? Like, they're driving, but mm. uh, just I could go on, on and on. But like I used to romanticize 
marijuana. I would used to wear marijuana plant on my as a hat on a t shirt. Yeah. I would collect my pipes and I have some bongs and I have like my papers and and that's when you know you have a problem, right? When you yeah. romanticize, when you put it before someone else, or if you need to use it before a movie, or if you need to use it to go out in a social gathering or at a social gathering, but yeah. it's just crazy nowadays. Like it's a whole. I think it's a whole different creature from I feel old when I say it because back in high school, you you, have, you get whatever you can, and now nowadays they they just have that potency and that mm-hmm. concentrate is dangerous too because of the wax. And I've seen people like have the what is it called the rig uh-huh. they had a rig and they have their torch and they they get the wax real hot and then they take a hit and it just kind of blows them out just one yeah. hit will blow them out it's yeah, just yeah. they're real high just off of one hit but yeah you could argue with the how it can make money for tax and you could use it for the for the hospitals and whatnot mm-hmm. that, that's good and all but like how much money it's making in montana is kind of scary because that just shows how much people are using yeah marijuana it's like everywhere too and i deal with that at my apartment there's people that just smoke out and open like it's a cigarette now and they 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 of course they have a right and they're not gonna get in trouble they're not driving or anything but there's a point where they have to respect someone else that may be in recovery or even have a baby like i have a baby kids but i'm in the middle ground you don't know their situation if they have a chronic illness cancer any kind of type of disability or if they rather smoke than do fentanyl or meth yeah, I would have them smoke and smoke marijuana. So, yeah. but at the time, as far as treatment goes, no substances yeah. at all, at all. Yeah, in order to be in recovery, you gotta be substance free, mind altering, substance free, recovering uh, all. Yeah, and weed and alcohol and anything else. I mean, those are all mind altering. Caffeine, altering, nicotine, yep, sugar, food, hot dogs. You know what's crazy? Like my next door neighbor smokes, and it freaking stink. Well, not weed, but she smokes cigarettes. And oh, she's yeah. really old. Yeah, but bro, like you go into the laundry room, and it freaking reeks. Right. I, get, I get like that too, and uh, at work because those, at break time, those guys will go out. There's this, um, there's like opening garage door. Yeah. They go outside. They're outside, but I'm still inside, and I, yeah. I walk in. I walk into that back part, and I smell that cigarette, and I'm like, oh my. God, that stinks. No. Like, cigarettes are awful. Yeah. They're good for you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, just kidding. No, I like to enjoy a cigarette every now and then. And again, like, I'm not judging. I just. No, that's no, 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 I don't no, like no. that smell. Like, that cigarettes. Yeah. stinks, bro. When the cigarette smoke gets in your clothes, it makes you stink. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you guys, real quick, it just makes you, like, what do you guys think of CBD? Because isn't that kind of part of a, that marijuana chemical? Yeah, I, CBD is like THC. a relaxing agent, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. But it that. doesn't have the THC. It doesn't have it. THC. No, no, and that's where I was going to. That was kind of my closing thoughts. Was like there is actual practical purposes uses with marijuana. You know, from you know, you see like hemp lines of clothing and water bottles that are biodegradable, and there's actual like things that you can use it for to promote like better environment. And there's practical uses of like the THC and the CBD for medical purposes to help people, you know, like going through like cancer treatments that it helps them kind of get through that. You know, they take the pill or they, you know, take the edible or whatever. Um, So, again, like just to echo what you guys are all saying, like I'm not all against it. There is like 
practical uses for it that help people. And I'm all for that piece, definitely, but definitely not for this smoking out openly at a park when there's a family just right down the way trying to have a picnic and barbecue or whatever, and your smoke's going over there. Like, that stuff ain't cool. Like, if if you have, like, the, if the CB, uh, CBD... Yeah. If you have that oil, like you know, they they like the they call them topical. You uh, rub it on your skin, and if it, if it helps you with, because I know all about pain, bro. I know pain for the last since two thousand and seven constant. Mm. Um, but you know, if it helps, then yeah, my more more power to you. Yeah. Like I'd strap a freaking dead squirrel to my calf right now if it would make that pain go away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's go yeah, find no, a squirrel. Absolutely. So I mean, if it helps, and, and it's not like. I don't think those things are addictive. I don't think, you know, like if you're eating your CBD lotion, <laughs> you got a problem. But if, you know, you're rubbing it on Especially your... Especially if it's not getting you high. I know, right? <laughs> hey, you remember back in the day, dude, like when uh, mm. some of the homies would try to smoke uh, seeds and stems? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what? <laughs> they like, start bro, popping? Hey, yeah, they start popping. Like, hey, man, you know, I tried that one. It doesn't work, so... <laughs> they do try to do it anyway, but you know, like if it if if it helps, like if it if it honestly helps you, like with with pain or or you know anything else, any other issues you got, man, like yeah, just I can't say yes or no. Like it, it, every person has to be informed and honest with themselves, and then hey, you make a decision. Yep, for sure, and it's like. Do you just don't let you affect me? Just don't do it outside when I'm around. Yeah, don't do it around me. Now, I think that just kind of goes down to a respect issue because, like, if people know who you are, then they probably wouldn't use it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, for the most part, yeah. yeah. Word, word, word. All right, man. Word. It's um, you guys a good place to end it. Man. I don't even beat that. This horse. was a long freaking episode. I know. George didn't even cuss. Oh, 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 (laughs) he's growing up. (laughs) I was I was just about to cuss because I had an announcement to to make. Um, Make an announcement. um, Yesterday, I reached my four year marker from um, sobriety. Oh, you gotta get that louder on that Lulu's. Oh. Hey, congratulations on four years, man. That's freaking awesome, man. Wagon. Chick. I know. Yeah. I, I went to West Enders last night and it felt good. I talked and it, the reflection reading was freaking powerful and it kind of talked about, mm-hmm. I was teaching it in my level one group too on controlled drinking, how we find ways to manipulate our using, like how we will only certain stick to beer, not. Not all, not not whiskey or liquor, yeah. uh-huh. or how we'll just drink on the weekends, or we'll tr- we'll just take a certain amount of money to the bar, and so yeah. many ways we'll just go back to abusing, going back to our because that's what I, I I turned into like a closet drinker, a functioning alcoholic. That was just like a double life, yeah. and I, I I put up this picture where I had a job, I paid my car payment, I paid my bills, the gas tanks on full, I bought groceries, then I had money left, and I would go get my alcohol, and I would get. 30 case and a bottle and a two pints for the hangover and i just i came a long way with this four years and i'm just like proud to have met you three and a lot of people i met without my recovery i would never have met 
Uh-huh. I would have been in jail, hospital, or hurt someone or myself. And I wanted to just say, Josiah, you really impacted my life. And I'm glad that I met you. And I always uh-huh. say good things about you, about others. Yeah. When I first met you in the rooms, yep. counseling room. Yes, sir. And I met a lot of other sober people like you, you too. Randy, JC with the place to be. And uh, um, I would never went to school. I never had my baby girl. And I just, I, I learned a lot of things in recovery. And the, this fourth year was really emotional because I didn't think I'd get this far. Yeah. And I, I really am proud of myself. And I, I actually talked where in AA meetings I would hide in the corner and wish they wouldn't pick me. <laughs> yeah. And like, I slowly came out of my shell. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And then they, they're like, any words? And. It was weird, real quick. Um, it was weird yesterday at the A meeting. There was a of uh, like twelve of us. It was a seven o'clock meeting, and I think they changed the times now. It's not eight o'clock anymore. But there was me, and there was this uh, white guy named Dallas, and he had six years. Yeah, he was all about it. Had his book and had a book cover up for his book, and yeah. there was other people, and there was like some that had two years, two months, two days, and here I happened to be the second one with the most years in there. And oh, I was nice. like I felt like an old timer, and I was like, yeah. I thought I'd never be sitting like that in that situation with four yeah. years, and I, I think if it's not a long time, but in a way it went by pretty quick, and mm-hmm. now like how Don Coya says with those four years, the the seasons, yeah, you're in your spring now, spring now everything. Everything's kind of flowing a little bit, but this fourth year there, I had some challenges and shortcomings where my addiction did try to almost creep up on me. Yeah, and it was, and I had to really like do self inventory on myself. Why am I feeling like this? And especially like how having our newborn baby last December, and she's going to be one years old next month. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because yesterday was the fifteenth, and she just turned eleven months on the fifteenth, and. It's just kind of if if I didn't sober up and if I didn't get my family back, that baby would never even exist existed. Yep, and um, I would never been LEC. I would never had my degree. I, everything would have. All of this stuff is from being sober. That's all I'm trying yes. to say. I'm not yes. trying to brag. I humbly and happily sober, and I, I realize a lot of things being LEC. I love how helping people in recovery, mm-hmm. and I know everyone comes that walks through that door is different. And I don't want to judge them because some people that are not ready, that's how I like to look at it. They're not ready because in my Mm. 20s, I wasn't ready. You could tell me to stop. You could pray for me. You could uh, have an intervention. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, just to have them stop stop talking. talking. Yeah, Yeah. and I would rather hang out with people that made high-risk choices because they wouldn't bring up my bullshit. They won't confront me because – they're you. They're doing high risk choices, and that think that they think that's normal. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. with them, and it's not normal because you're hanging out with that whole crew, yeah, drinking larger amount, doing lines, smoking weed, and at the time I was just like, damn, and I I just wanted to share with you guys like it's crazy how four years it's just I'm proud of myself and how far I've come, and the story's not over, and I like to look at it as level 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 four and look out um. I'm going for four years, and I'm going to accomplish more stuff. Yes. And I did this for my grandpa, my family, and myself. More, Most importantly, like, you have to want to fucking be in recovery. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie because you. I hear so much excuses, and I'm like, get tired of it. I'm like, yep. you have to want it. You, ha- you They're like, George, counsel this person, like, in my family. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking counsel them, like, they want to want to get sober. Yeah. Like they have um, to want it. Yeah, yeah. they have to want. want it. And for me, um, 
just from experience, I wasn't ready. Like you could have a priest or do exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> Deliverance. Yeah. And like I would still just drink, you know, like I'll be like come out one year to other just to have that, to have them stop confronting me because I don't want to hear none of that. Like I would rather hang out with those type of people. And mm-hmm. all through my 20s, I drank and finally strained up towards the late 20s. And now I'm 30 years old and I just I have more goals that I'm making right now. And I just I have to think forward. And I know recovery does get boring. And that's when it really tests you. You have to build your support network and you mm-hmm. have to have good people like like you guys in your corner. So when you do have those hard times, you could reach out and don't be scared to reach out. And I know people who go through mental health, mental illness, depression, anxiety, and um, yeah, addictions. It's possible. Recovery is possible. We're all um, evidence that we're living in recovery. And I thought there was no way out. I, I gave up. I accepted that, that I was going to die from cirrhosis mm. and, I had no job. I had I barely had any clothes, and I had no motivation. I was about to lose my family. Got kicked out of my apartment. Was in jail, and I had to go through the hoops to get off the system off my back. So I did it. And like what JC was saying, I met Josiah, and I told myself, "I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with myself. I'm going to be honest with Josiah." And I told him how bad my drinking was, and I told him how fucked up i was in my addiction and the sketchy stuff i did and he listened to me he provided positive feedback and i just needed someone to listen to me mm. and i think that's all i needed and meeting another native american male that's in recovery it really makes an impact and the things we say and on your podcast i listen to them a lot and you don't know it but things that you say even i say too it can really have a huge impact on somebody yes sir yeah Right on, man. I'm super proud of you. And I know that, you know, once you like turn that corner and we're like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this recovery. Like you just took off, you know, like you were determined and you're still determined today. And that's like a powerful thing to see. And like, definitely my ear inspiration to me. And I'm super proud of you, George. Uh, who? That's Thank yeah, you. man, that, that shit's inspirational. That's motivational. It's, it's, um, it it helps a lot of people saying, okay, man, listen to this dude, how he's talking and all the things he's been through. And now he's got four years. Like, man, the fact that it's even possible, dude, I just give you one of these. These are usually for Randy, but. But uh, anyway, yeah, man, awesome job, bro. That's, that's just, I, I just can't tell you how freaking cool that is. Keep it up. Dude, we're all here. We're all sober. We're doing it, mm-hmm. and it is possible, man. Like if you, if you, anybody who heard George, what he just now said, like that's you. That could be you too. Yes, sir. But you yeah. got to do it, you know. And hey, man, you got to be real with yourself, and you just got to put in the work, and then all that good shit. Like man, he went through all his his accomplishments just in the last four years. Mm-hmm. Like dude, like going from basically homeless and in jail nothing to just four years later and man he's he died hey, and this is just the tip of the iceberg for you dude yep. honestly i could just see that so keep mm-hmm. it up man i'm glad you shared that with us tonight because that gives me fuel for my fire dude 
honestly. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. I always love being on here. I know I was on the Ghost Stories podcast, too, and I love being on here. And <laughs> I'm glad I met you, Randy, and JC, and Josiah, and mm-hmm. keep it up. I'm proud of you guys as yeah. well. And, and Josiah, that LAC test was fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I bet, but you passed, man. You passed. Yeah, yeah no, uh, man. Yeah. Congrats. So, Oh, go ahead. No, no. no, man, congratulations, man. Four years ain't nothing to wink at, man. It just shows you, like, what a human being can accomplish when they're focused. And it's like, man, like I always say, man, addicts, man, we have the heart of a champion. We just have to learn how to flip it the right way. Yes, sir. You know, and I'm excited to see, like, what your future holds because you have one of the best hearts that I've ever seen on a person, bro. Yeah. Like just from those conversations and just the way that you invest yourself totally into what you're doing, bro, I commend that, man. That's awesome. And and also like, man, being, a, you know, like, man, your family, bro, like I'm just proud of you. Like I know like we, yeah, bro, like I'm just proud of you, man. Thank you. You know, so. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think, yeah, that's a good place to end it right there. A good positive note, George, four years. Awesome. So, to all our listeners out there all over Flat Earth, we love you. We appreciate you. And to our unspoken words, disciples, keep spreading unspoken words, gospel, Billy Graham style. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Love you. Be kind to yourself. Uh-huh. You have said you have what it takes.